Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. Was that supposed to be funny? Get these clowns out of here. Why would they do that? You have any freaking game. Dude. It's a cocky bunch, man. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Welcome in to a football Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Happy bowl season to you and yours. Bowl season is underway. We got one game in the books. A game that went down to the two-yard line as UAB survives against Miami of Ohio. Red Hawks were driving, completed a pass down to the two, but time expired, and UAB gets out of there with a 24-20 victory over Miami, Ohio in the Bahamas Bowl on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Now we'll be following UTSA and Troy as they are about to kick it off on ESPN playing in the Cure Bowl. Uh, we will talk a lot of football on today's show, college and NFL. Brian North joins us coming up at around 3.30 at 4 o'clock. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, will join us with our Week 15 NFL picks and also uh, talking about the Carolina Panthers still alive in that NFC South and a big one coming up against the Steelers on a Sunday. We'll pick all the games, talk about what's going on in the NFL. Also, uh, Morgan Ayler is going to join us at 5 o'clock. We'll talk Pirate Hoops. They play tomorrow, 2 o'clock at in greenville south carolina against south carolina and we'll talk some pirate football as well mark greenhelge golf shop radio show will join us a couple of woodses on the course this weekend uh tiger and charlie and uh, we'll discuss that and talk some football with greeny coming up in the five o'clock hour and oh yeah we'll open up the pirate radio treasure chest once again in the five o'clock hour as we got another great giveaway for you we'll do all that and uh 40 bowls in 14 days i've still got uh quite a few games to pick so we will do that as well on today's program shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here hello people hello clip what's up hey clipper how are you today on this fine friday good it's good to see some sunshine right know, it's been gray the last couple of days yesterday was ugly it was, yeah. yeah oh, I was just doing. Sorry, smart. I try to multitask with the uh, production stuff, but I, 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 you know what? That, okay, I apologize. It's fine. No, it's okay. no, no. You you get to work. Uh, no. are, are we on uh, YouTube and Facebook? We are. All right, you can watch us and uh, chime in there on YouTube and Facebook Live here on this Friday. What is on your mind? Robert says, hey. Hey. Hey, Robert. Hey. 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 Uh, what uh, is on your weekend agenda? You got some Christmas shopping to do, some bowl games to watch, uh, follow the Pirates tomorrow. What is on your mind? Let us know on Facebook Live, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, we will be talking to Brian North here in hour number one, but to get things started today, once again, uh, UAB kicks off the bowl season with a win over Miami of Ohio, 24 to 20, uh, UTSA Troy about to get underway. And then we've got uh, a bunch of games coming up on Saturday, beginning at 11 a.m. The Fenway bowl, Cincinnati and Louisville. After that, it's the Las Vegas bowl, Florida and Oregon state at three 30 on ABC, Washington State takes on Fresno State. 
in the L.A. Bowl. Uh, 5.45, Rice and Southern Miss, an old Conference USA game in the Lending Tree Bowl. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl is 7.30 on ABC, SMU, and BYU. And then North Texas, Boise State will play on ESPN 9.15 coming up in the Frisco Bowl. So a big slate coming up <clears throat> on Saturday as bowl season is finally here. We are ready for the bowl game between the Pirates and the Chanticleers. Talk to the play-by-play voice of the Shants yesterday, Joe Cashin and he said, uh, Grayson McCall going to give it one more go at quarterback before he transfers out. He said that Coastal Carolina's defense is just as I described East Carolina's defense. Good against the run and gives up a lot of big plays in the passing game. We could see some fireworks, an absolute shootout in the Birmingham Bowl coming up on the 27th. could be a lot of points scored in that one. We talked to Holt Naylor's yesterday. He will have surgery following this season. Um, and will play one final game for East Carolina coming up on the 27th. He is ready to go. Also dropped a little nugget. Uh, who will be filling in the shoes of Avery Jones as the center for East Carolina transferred out to Illinois? That will be Hampton Ergel, uh, who will be snapping the ball to Holt Naylor. So Avery Jones, uh, Sean Dorso, a couple of others uh, have entered the portal for East Carolina. Um, but no other major starters uh, east carolina should be fully stocked for the most part heading into this game on the 27th so uh that is good news and certainly motivated we'll uh hear more from mike houston and company coming up next week as uh, they continue their preparation for that game uh pirate hoops on saturday looking forward to that as they take on south carolina uh shirley do we have some can we get the mike schwartz from yesterday from yesterday yeah pull that up on our youtube and we'll do a little flight by yingling ecu practice report as we heard uh from mike schwartz it's on uh, our youtube uh should be okay just one could be all right i'm gonna say a hundred percent it is okay and i ain't even looking wow but i trust our people bold that's that's pretty bold it's like i'm gonna guarantee it oh here it is ah Ah, nailed it you were right as always nailed another one chandler Add another As one. As always, you're right. Uh, Shirley, let's get our flight by Yingling ECU practice report. Here, what Mike Schwartz had to say ahead of the neutral side game against South Carolina. Uh, it's been good to finals have wrapped up for our guys. It's been good to be back in the gym here the last few days. Uh, we've had three practice days in a row before we head to uh, Charleston. Uh, excuse me, uh, Greenville, Greenville. Before we head to Greenville tomorrow. Um, so, you know, just trying. We've been waiting to have a stretch where we can have a few practices together. Uh, to kind of just work on some things and really focus on some of the areas that uh, we didn't have time to when we lost practice time because of finals and our schedule. So that's been good. But great challenge ahead. We know uh, playing South Carolina on Saturday in Greenville is going to be a very difficult task and uh, just looking forward to getting up there. Obviously a lot of buzz around Gigi Jackson and his talent level. I know they have other pieces, but what do you see from him and, and what makes him such a tough matchup? Well, I mean, he's got great size. He can play all over the floor. He can handle the basketball. He can shoot the basketball. He can play inside. We know they'll post him. Uh, again, he plays with um, – he's a very talented player, uh, both sides of the ball with great size, so it's going to be a great challenge for us. Coach, I know results aside, how, how are you feeling about where the guys are at right now? Uh, You know, I, I think – 
you're always going to think about the results and you're going to, you know, there's games where we were able to win that you know we want to play better and execute better and there's games that we weren't able to win that you're frustrated about that you, you weren't able to win those games but all in all I, I, like I said I still think that defensively we're still trying to establish who we want to be consistently uh, offensively I think our guys are really finding a rhythm to how we want to play uh, but again that could change game to game based on the type of defense that you play uh, that you face excuse me the other day Coppin State they ran some matchup zone defense they really kept the ball pinned on the side of the floor so we had to make adjustments in the second half. Uh, but but all, all that being said, uh, I still say this. Every every meeting, every practice, every film session, we're still finding ways to teach, learn, and get better. And I think the most important part is I think our guys are really embracing that. We just finished up practice just now. Uh, and again, I think we've had three really good days. So just building, trying to get better each day. What kind of defense does South Carolina use? Or what Man, do you expect? Man-to-man defense, you know, I think they have a, they can mix and match some things in, but they're a big physical team. They got a big front line. They got, uh, they got guards that I'm familiar with that were there last season, and even some of the players that uh, have come in there as freshmen, I know who they are just through overtime and scouting and things like that. So uh, they got, they got a physical team, a physical man-to-man defensive team that will, you know, will throw in a couple different zone looks that will try and keep us off balance. Playing away from home, where you guys are obviously very comfortable here, but. How important is it going to be to start quick against them? Yeah, I think we learned that when we went to Florida. You know, I don't know what kind of environment quite to expect. I would expect the game being in Greenville and being in their home state that they'll have a, a good a good crowd there. I'm hoping that, uh, you know, we will, the Pirate Nation will travel out and we'll have some people there too. But regardless, home, road, uh, you know, starts are really important. And we know early in the season uh, we struggled getting off to the starts we wanted to. We kind of figured that out a little bit and that doesn't mean that it's going to play out that way Saturday but uh, yeah I think anytime you're on a neutral floor anytime you're potentially the, the you know in a, in a road type environment which you very well could be Saturday I think you always want to get off to a good start but I'd also say this we were down by five at halftime the other night uh, versus Coppin State at home and, and it's a 40 minute game regardless of how you start. Do you see any similarities between the two programs, first year coaches, you know, young team transfers, like still trying to kind of figure things out as they go along a little bit? You know, I'm not involved, you know, in, in seeing what they got going day to day, but here's what I do know. I have great respect for Coach Paris. I think he does an unbelievable job. I know the program he built at, at Chattanooga. I know what he's done there. I've watched them on film. I know what they're doing. I mean, I have great respect for their team, their players, and their coaching staff. I know some of the guys on their staff. So I would just have to, just based on having so much respect for him and knowing what he does as a coach and as a person, I would imagine they're still trying to establish who they want to be, both sides of the ball, putting their identity offensively, defensively, culturally. And, and I think a lot of programs are going through that when you have first-year head coaches at the program. But I would also say that even successful programs that have been there for a multitude of years and, and veteran coaches, I still think you're always doing that on a day-to-day basis. But uh, just from watching film, I know they're building a great program there. Do you expect Tabs to be back and also Caleb? I know you got popped in the face. Do you think he'll be available? Yeah, I think both will be available, you know, considering we always talk about Stephen. We still have another practice day. All right. Some good news there. Uh, Caleb LeCount who left the game against Coppin State with, uh, as Cy Seymour told us, uh, was friendly fire. I was at the game, didn't see the TV broadcast. Maybe they showed replays of it, and everyone is aware of that, but never saw it at the game what exactly uh, happened. But he was bleeding after taking a shot, and uh, but should be good to go. And Winston Tabbs missed the game with an illness. But as uh, Coach Schwartz said there, should be able to give it a go. 
coming up on saturday two o'clock tip-off it will be on espn plus so you can watch it if you're not in greenville south carolina the report on the gamecocks they're not very good uh they're five and five uh they beat south carolina state remember that team that came in here and beat ecu uh they beat them by three points earlier this season they did beat clemson by two uh, they lost to Davidson by nine, lost to Furman by 19. They beat USC Upstate. They lost to George Washington by 24. Uh, they beat Georgetown in overtime. They beat Presbyterian, a team that we've seen, by 11 points. Uh, and they were hammered by UAB, 84 to 70, in their last time out. That was in Birmingham uh, this past Wednesday. So, five and five, not great uh not awful but a, a pretty good challenge i mean i think east carolina can can go out and win this game uh winnable game coming up on saturday jansen says a big canes win last night i am a not really a bandwagon fan I, because i am a fan but i guess i'm a bandwagon follower i will really start to pay attention and watch the games uh once the calendar flips and start looking at uh you know playoff seedings and things like that but i believe and i'll look it up i think the canes are red hot right i think they just had a really good road trip uh before winning last night at home uh but last night on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck the hurricanes beat the kraken uh three to two was that final and yeah looking at what the canes have done lately they were on a uh a roadie and in that road trip their one loss was against the Ducks. They beat the Flames, Penguins, Blues, Kings, Islanders, and Red Wings. So they are on quite a run right now. Winners of seven out of eight. And that puts them uh, a couple points back in the Metropolitan Division, or four points back, I should say, of the New Jersey Devils. So uh, the Carolina Hurricanes having a great year and are on a great run uh, at this current moment. Right now, UTSA, future AAC opponent, has the ball at the 40-yard line of troy as they try to move it third and 12 no score between the trojans and the road runners in the first quarter of the cure bowl down in orlando all right um chandler let's do a couple of vibe checks here first give me three vibe checks we haven't done a vibe check in a while your first vibe check is ecu basketball taking on south carolina on saturday my vibe check there go to one to ten i'm gonna go six okay that's kind of where i'm at yeah i think more positive than pessimistic i might be too optimistic for some reason i mean east carolina hardly ever wins away from mingy's they are two and one in neutral side games this year i was gonna say they they had a really good road trip down to florida in the gulf coast classic earlier this year um knocking off a couple of teams there a really good toledo team uh and, and on that trip so and this is only one game so go up to uh, or go down to greenville south carolina go from greenville north carolina to greenville south carolina hopefully get a win i think they can but i mean the only thing that kind of knocks down my rating on the one to ten scale is it is on the road but uh neutral site at that so pirates have succeeded in a neutral site environment this year a six i'm i probably probably too optimistic but i'm at about a seven i think six is a good number all right, second vibe check. We'll go uh, Birmingham Bowl. Birmingham Bowl. I'm feeling. Um, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, 
you know, everybody seems to be playing. Obviously, you you lose your center in uh, Avery Jones, and you have uh, it was announced yesterday that uh, I forgot his first name, but Ergle Hampton Hampton Ergle will be starting at center. Uh, Holt Naylor's breaking that. Did I do that? Did I did I snap that ball? Uh, but Holt Naylor's breaking that news yesterday on Pirate Alive. Uh, a lot of guys are, are back. You obviously don't have Xavier Smith, a, a very experienced linebacker there on the defensive side of the ball. But other than that, you have everybody playing. Uh, and then you have, uh, obviously, that situation on the, uh, on, on Coastal Carolina sideline where their quarterback's playing, but everybody knows that he is transferring. So uh, they, they don't have a – they have an interim head coach coaching this game. Uh, I like I like the Pirates. Uh, I like uh, what is the line? I know it's gone down to at least uh, eight. Eight, yeah. So I, I like the Pirates. I like them winning. I don't know if I like the the eight points that the Pirates are uh, having, but uh, I think the Pirates can win this bowl game. You didn't give me a number. I'll go. I'm going to go higher than six, but I'll go about a seven point a seven point seven. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm at about an eight. We're we're very similar there. All right, final vibe check here in hour number one. Panthers at home against the Steelers. Yes, sir. You know what? A 10. No way. I'm a 10. Really? I'm feeling really good. Who's the Steelers quarterback? Is it not going to be Kenny Pickett? I don't know. I thought Trubisky was playing last game. Uh, If that's the case, then I have no idea. I thought it was Kenny Pickett. Yeah, it might be. Um, Yeah, I guess it is Pickett playing. I don't know. I just I like how now if you ask me next week when the pirate uh, when the pirates when the Panthers host the Lions, it will not be that strong of a rating on my vibe check scale. But I just I like coming off a win on the road. You're back home. You're to protect the paint or protect the paint protect the bank. I should say, uh, Panthers playing really really good on defense. Uh, if they can get to Kenny Pickett and cause some problems, or whoever you know is at quarterback, which whether it's Trubisky or Pickett, uh, I think we can cause them to turn the ball over. Uh, we got a lot of ball hawks in that secondary, including J.C. Horn, the second-year man out of South Carolina. So, if we can establish the run with Dante Foreman and Blackshear and Chuba Hubbard, I think the uh, I think the Panthers can win uh, come Sunday. As of yesterday, the Steelers had not announced the starter. Also, Mitchell Trubisky and Mason Rudolph have taken first-team practice reps this week. So, they might have a three-headed monster out there. Hmm. Uh, does, that, that probably makes you feel better, right? Even the better, the yeah. uncertainty at quarterback yeah. for an awful offense. Right, the Steelers have played some really boring games this year. Low scoring. Um, they struggle to move the football. Yeah, and, and have a pretty good defense. And I'm aware of that, and I and I know how good this Panthers defense has been the past few weeks. Really, all season they've they've done a really good job. It's the youngest defense in the NFL. A lot of people might not know that, but it's got a lot of talent, a lot of youth, and I think you'll see that talent come Sunday. I think they're going to create a lot of turnovers, get to whoever's at the uh, quarterback position, whether it's Rudolph, the Red Nose Reindeer, or it's Mitchell Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. And obviously, you hope that Sam Darnold can go out there and succeed. I think he's come in and he's what two and zero, or maybe three and zero now, is uh, coming in as the starting quarterback for the Panthers. Um, so you've had PJ Walker, you've had Baker, obviously. Now Sam Darnold gets a chance after he was injured in preseason, and he's healthy, he's bearded, and he's playing some decent football. He's do- he's doing the job to get the uh, the wins that the Panthers need, and they need wins. Uh, 
uh, on the way out uh, to win the division. They have to win out to win the division. And I feel good uh, with our schedule coming up, but the Lions will be tough next week at home. I have a little mini nugget for you and uh, Tony in hour two regarding the Panthers' chances in the South. That I oh, by the way, did you already print your paper? Nope. Can you do it? Uh, I can, but it, I think it says AFC South on there. <laughs> okay. Up top. Well, I you... did some proofreading. And, man, <laughs> you need to check yourself. Did you, you correct you, it? You, you, no. Well, I, I, Wait, I, so you've already seen my nugget? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, you did have a task for me. And I couldn't help but read it. Folks, I had Chandler just type out the NFL schedule for this week. Yeah, but it was up there. I know, but I'm saying you acted like it was a huge deal for you. Oh, my you. God, it was so tough. I mean, I had to, like, go take a nap and, like, sit down for about five minutes. You've been busy today. You also probably had the most passionate, emotional acting performance we've seen on a video that's going to drop Stay tuned. tomorrow. Stay tuned. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. It was your Emmy-winning moment, I think. You really you went somewhere deep. I just I, hope nobody goes up there and slaps me. I could feel the pain in your eyes. You didn't mention my wife's name, did you? Keep my wife's name <laughs> out your mouth. How do we feel about UTSA's helmets? They have they got that awesome Roadrunner logo, right? So they have that on one side. On the other side, they have three numbers on their helmet, Chandler. 210. That is the San Antonio area code. Huh. It's pretty cool. The problem is they have an awesome logo. So if another school did that, I might be okay with it. But I think you either go all all Roadrunner logo, which is awesome, or just go all 210 on both sides. Your thoughts um i mean I, I agree just either choose one side or the other but i do like incorporating like area codes I've i always, do too I've, I've or like been, city names i've always been a fan of that and i like how the nba does that with a lot of the teams in yeah. the league uh representing you know maybe a, a city's nickname or just you know maybe a rip abbrevi- city a, a, a abbreviation of a city charm city yeah and so i like especially area codes being you know flaunted out there um speaking of U- U- utsa uh, if you didn't go to A.J. McMurphy's the other night, there was a interesting tidbit. I didn't know this. Maybe a lot of people out there know this. And If you're listening or, or watching us on Facebook and YouTube, who is a national championship coach that coached for UTSA from 2011 to 2015? He won a national championship with Miami in 2001. Who is that person? Comment if you know. Okay. That was fun to know that because I had no idea. Chandler, I feel like I teach you quite a bit. I know. It's. I mean... What was the other one? You didn't know that. Uh, oh, I didn't know that Patrick, uh, Sertain. Patrick Sertain's father, Patrick Sertain Sr., went to Southern Miss. Yeah. But who was that coach that coached UTSA from 2011 to 2015? He was a national championship coach at Miami in 2001. Who is it? Answer that question. Whoever gets it first gets a good job from me and Clip. Wow. All right. Uh, Chandler and I, by the way, will be here coming up sunday night for a watch along it is a big ball game officially a big ball game mark Lindsay certified <laughs> as the commanders take on the giants we will be 
uh enjoying some familiar pizza pie and wings we will have some familiar uh i believe gift cards to give away but we've got some really cool stuff to give away uh have you seen what we're giving away no i i yeah i have and i didn't know it until this morning the I was, party buckets? I, I was with ellerby and he said i said hey I, I gotta go get the prizes by the way you'll have chances to win gift cards from familia and uh, he said i also have in my office some can you go cool- grab one real quick yes yeah I, yeah I, yeah so ellery showed me this earlier today uh we will be giving away one each quarter we'll we'll have fun with you guys i saw chad mentioned that uh he'll be uh locked in coming up on sunday night so we'll get the uh the stream started around eight o'clock or so but ellery uh has put together four of these bad boys thanks chandler bud light party buckets we got shirts in here gift cards koozies I wear my sunglasses at night. Uh, pen. Gift cards to other local restaurants. A lot of people oh, like this boy. bad boy. The old uh, trucker hat. Pirate Radio trucker hat official. Yeah. And we got four of these will be given away on Sunday night. All you have to do is kick back, relax, and enjoy watching a football game with us. Yes. That's it. going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it takes me back to the time that we Why did. is your... Uh, you know what? I bet those mics are switched. Now talk. Hello, how are you? All right. We got to switch those mics back. But uh, coming up on Sunday, we will have a lot of fun watching Commanders football. Meaningful football in December for Washington. So we have to uh, whip out the watch along. Last time we did a watch along for a Washington football team, it was the football team at the, at the time, was the Buccaneers. By the way, uh, the way you have the camera set up, they're not seeing any of it. Are you trying to get it in this shot? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Didn't think that through. Well, here, let me go switch that up. <laughs> Jesus. What a fail. Sorry. Uh, apologies from the video producer, Chandler Honeycutt, today. Maybe now you can see it. And here's that cool hat I was talking about a moment ago. Sharp right there, buddy. All right. So, uh, yeah, we got four of these bad boys coming up on Sunday night. Oh, Sunday night. Oh, we're going to get Chandler to do the Carrie Underwood song. It's going to be awesome. All right. Um, let's see what's going on in the chat. We had um, a commenter on YouTube say, let's go 252 on the helmets for the bowl game. I like that. Purple and then gold 252. Oh, man. That'd be pretty cool. Or, I mean, it doesn't have to be like right there front and center. It could be, there could be a sticker like a good size sticker on the back of the helmet with 252 no put it right above the uh grill like the, the face mask that's where it says pirate sometimes, sometimes there's yeah. a logo yeah. or yeah 252 put a, put a 252 right there i like it i like it i like it's that not idea. like a dramatic change or anything it's just a cool little wrinkle and shout out to uh to to greenville uh that same commenter said just not white helmets trash them so he had a good comment, a bad comment, but then he follows it up with Familia Pizza Rocks. So you, sir, are a winner. So and he's passive aggressive. <laughs> That's my kind Basically. of guy. On Facebook, <laughs> Alex said Larry Coker and Pirate Al also said Larry Coker. That is correct. Chandler was uh, fascinated to learn that the other night. Uh, Josh says, what a game to kick off bowl season. Miami plus 11 was money. Josh is 1-0. Congratulations to you, sir as uh, that one went right down to the wire. Preston likes the hat. This is a very cool Conley hat, courtesy of Jason Mills. Thank you, Coach. 
Uh, Johnny says he loved the entire Miami Redhawks coaching staff was wearing the Jolly Roger patches in honor of Coach Leach. That was cool. I did see that. Uh, Chad asking, do you like the CLT for Charlotte? What is that like? The, I guess, airport code or whatever? Well, that's how they code it. You know, if you're trying to take a flight to Charlotte, yeah. they use CLT. CLT. And then, but I, I love that because uh, that's what is associated with Charlotte. When they were doing like the CHA, Cha. like I hated that. Yeah. That just, it looked very tacky. I'm glad that they switched it to the CLT. I think they use it in their city edition uniforms for this year. Um, so, yeah, I definitely like that over the Cha. Tacky is a word. I feel like it's not used a lot these days. But Chandler, you have an old soul. I feel like that's an old school word. Do y'all hear the word tacky a lot these days? No, but like I'll use tacky? it from time to time. Yeah. You haven't heard that word in a while? I guess, no. I guess you have. I haven't. I, I guess Do I you haven't. hear it a lot? No. I. Ha- you know what? Now that you mention it, I mean. I'm sure when you showed up in those Bruno Marks <laughs> at the wedding. Like, Man, well, it wasn't tacky because everybody in the <laughs> wedding was wearing them. Good point. Those are, that's what i'm saying everybody was like those are good they're not tacky at all they're not tacky all right any other comments um some guy claiming to be a former adult film star that's cool oh wow good to have everybody even you tuned in to pirate radio live here on a friday let's take a break we'll come back when we return brian north joins us we'll talk Pirate Hoops, Pirate Football, and more when we return on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. We're opening up the treasure chest in hour number three. A lot of show to go before then. We're back with you after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back the dickinson avenue public house is a lively and diverse restaurant in greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of creole asian and upscale southern cuisine the dickinson avenue public house offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full service bar with rotating craft brews on tap come to the intersection of 8th and dickinson and enjoy dollar oysters tuesday through thursday from 5 30 to 7 for more details check out their website at daphousenc.com now let's head back in to prl here's clip all right troy just had the ball at their own five-ish yard line quarterback was pre-snap looking around looking to the sideline oh no they snapped it center snaps the ball out of the end zone that is a safety and utsa number 25 in the nation leads number 24 troy two nothing uh in the first quarter there in the cure bowl an update there the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by the buck the buck i also for like just a hot second thought you meant the other troy troy <laughs> yeah until you said you know pre-snap and i was like oh yeah that's right they're playing a bowl game troy uh makes a mistake yeah but he'll make up for uh two nil the score there the roadrunners over the trojans uh chandler out for a moment 
we'll be back shortly the big dog glenn griffin filling in and uh just uh, i referenced a video that will be coming out i believe tomorrow where chandler does some uh fantastic acting so that's tomorrow morning glenn's already you put a little magic on it you didn't do too bad either you i did have an action shot yeah you had an action shot you had an acting shot yeah i mean you did okay i did i i do my own stunts totally did not bring in a stunt man for it so uh check that out coming up on saturday morning those videos have been uh they've been awesome this year glenn i think so. they've been a hit like we, we, we found a, a, a nice uh niche there yeah no doubt all right let's head out to the pit electric live line and get you ready for your sports weekend brian north joins us here on the program on a friday edition of pirate radio live north how you doing today man doing okay there's actually sports this weekend i thought everything was done now with football well uh brian that is a uh, crazy good slate of college basketball on saturday east carolina playing south carolina on saturday we got bowl games we got a triple header of nfl on saturday yeah there's a lot going on brian well i guess i better start paying attention yeah well you don't have to you can do other stuff what do you got like birthday christmas parties parades um just i gotta start some christmas shopping sometime yeah putting up the decorations yeah sleep it's been uh it's been uh catch-up time now here uh now that high school football is over with yeah uh well glad you you can uh you know take that off the calendar and maybe add something else in but there is a lot going on we are still awaiting the birmingham bowl east carolina coastal carolina news coming out this week we've talked about it plenty that grayson mccall be entering the transfer portal but uh still playing in the bowl game and uh that's the first circumstance myself and everybody I've talked to can can remember that happening, Brian. Or yeah. usually a guy when he's out, he's out. But this time, uh, he's got one foot out and one in, and he's going to play one more game with his guys. Yeah, I, I'm sure we've seen it before, even before the portal got big. I, I, I know there's guys, you know, who used to declare but would stay. So it's but in this weird world of as soon as you're in the portal, you magically disappear to some other universe for a while till you reappear. So that, that that's a little bit different. So um, and it, a lot of times the teams or the schools don't want you to stick around. So, but in this case, you know he's he's certainly been a good player for them. So uh, I'm sure they'll enjoy having him for at least one more game. Holt Naylor's will be playing for the Pirates. We talked to him yesterday on Pirate Radio Live. Said he will have surgery uh, at season's end, Brian, for that uh, right shoulder that's been bothering him, you know, all year and, and probably even before that, but. He's going to give it one more go for the Pirates as they try to win their first bowl game since 2013. And, you know, I, I guess, uh, you know, for the guys that are here, there's a big buy-in for this game. A lot of times bowls come down to motivation and who wants it, uh, who's excited to be there. I don't know if East Carolina is necessarily excited to be in Birmingham, but I do like the matchup, Carolina versus Carolina. And I think these uh, Pirate players, and certainly Mike Houston, are going to give it all they got. I, I love this matchup. I, I you know, kind of wish ever since Coastal Carolina started football, I thought they at some point would play ECU. I just didn't realize it'd be in Birmingham, Alabama, you know, on a three to four hour drive away. But no, this is uh, this could be the start of, of uh, a really good rivalry, regional rivalry between these two programs. And a little weird this year with uh, Coastal uh, having an interim coach and a quarterback uh, in and out. Uh, but no, it's I think this could be a, the start of a really cool game. Um, just need something to really spark it even more to, to create that rivalry, that regional rivalry. But uh, so far, so good. Coastal's one of those upcoming programs. Um, they've come out of nowhere, kind of like Old Dominion and 
how they started real quick, and now we're challenging all the teams around this area. So it's neat. I like it. And so uh, I'm glad they're finally getting to play. Yeah, we talked to Joe Cash and play-by-play voice of the uh, Chanticleers yesterday on the program, and we were reminded of Coastal coming here for the Greenville Regional in baseball, Brian, and those great games. They brought some fans. Uh, a lot of Pirate fans didn't like their fans, so that, that creates a rivalry too, right? I'd, I'd love to see these teams more on the diamond, uh, the football field, or even the hardwood uh, coming up. Yeah, I, I think basketball would be great as well. And, and no, we've had some guys from this area go and play down at Coastal. So, no, the, the regional proximity, I mean, it's just a jump over UNC Wilmington uh, to the other side. In fact, that's a rivalry. Keep an eye on that because they're playing a lot more basketball games now, Coastal and, and uh, UNCW. And that's another really cool regional rivalry that's really starting to ramp up. But no, it, it just makes sense. And, and what makes rivalries, right? It's fan base. It's, it's proximity. It's, it's something that... Um, that happens uh, that, that really sparks some passion. So uh, the, the regional was really fun when it came to baseball. And so, no, it, it, it's, I think it's right there. It's just now it's got to happen. Brian North joining us. Brian, I asked Kevin Monroe yesterday. I'll ask you, someone with uh, two young children, uh, a busy life, uh, with 41 bowl games, I believe the count is, and one is already in the books, one going on as we speak. How many, and I'm not going to say how many bowl games do you plan to watch, because that answer might be zero or one or two, uh, but how many do you think you'll end up seeing at least part of live out of the 41 uh, this bowl season? Um, it helps that I will have a week off uh, between Christmas and New Year's when there will be some, so I make it in partially or watching a little bit, probably 10 to 12, I would say. And, you know, unless you, uh, you're you in your own room, the TV and having priority over that television, you know, in the living room, playroom, whatever, is kind of tough to get. So, like, where are you in the pecking order on that when it comes to your kids and your wife? Oh, no, dead last. Yeah, uh, right. The only thing that will help will be um, uh, is that there will be daycare. We'll still be open that week. And so I'll get some of that. And then when the kids go to bed at night and I'm not having to get up at Two thirty in the morning, so I'll be able to step and watch a little bit. So, so I'll, I'll catch a few more than normal. All right, maybe uh, the primetime games North can catch this year. Speaking of bowls, let's pick one real quick. It is forty bowls in fourteen days. Forty bowls in fourteen days. Fourteen days. Fourteen days. Forty bowls in fourteen days. Oh my goodness! Forty bowls in fourteen days. Fourteen days. 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14, 40 bowls, 14 days, 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 14 bowls, 14 days, 14 days, 14 bowls in 14 days. And Brian, your bowl game will be the Holiday Bowl out in Petco Park, San Diego, 8 o'clock on Fox on Wednesday, December 28th. And North Carolina will be out there. Is this the one State went to last year, went out there, was ready to play, and the game didn't happen? I believe that had the nice uh, West Coast vacation. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go and not play a bowl game somewhere, I mean, is it a good <laughs> place to be? Much better than Annapolis. True, true. Uh, so this time, North Carolina making the trip. They will take on Oregon in the Holiday Bowl. And uh, 
I guess Drake May, uh, Mac Brown. I, I, I try to look at least at have a has a coach been fired and has a quarterback entered the portal when I look at these bowl matchups. So I guess you can check those boxes for North Carolina. They'll have those guys right at least. But yeah, we'll, how, we'll have a new new offensive coordinator, new offensive line coach. Uh, the whole secondary for North Carolina has entered the portal, so hmm. there's still some problems for the Tar Heels going out there, at least on paper, but. Uh, they do have their head coach, and they do have their quarterback. Let me, uh, as you make a pick here, Ducks versus Tar Heels, I'll look up the line for you real quick, Brian, but uh, who do you got in this game? Uh, probably Oregon uh, coming down the coast and, and the talent that they have. I think North Carolina having to go across the country. The issues they've been having defensively, they're not very good and still have, you know, they improved. But I'm telling you, the whole secondary put went into the portal here. So I think that's going to be a problem. You're going to see probably a, a combined 100 something points between the two teams that's if north carolina brings its offensive game but i think oregon probably has the edges the total is 72 and brian this ties for the largest spread in bowl season oregon is a 14 point favorite against the tar heels yeah yeah it doesn't surprise me and look north carolina uh has not shown out great here at the end of the year um uh, struggling down the stretch with wins and so uh, and Oregon, you know, when they started with that loss to Georgia to, to start the year, they rebounded and played a, a little bit better. But I think that's just one that, uh, uh, you know, North Carolina having problems with basketball. They're just not real um, in the in the betting favor right now with anybody in Vegas. So that one doesn't surprise me at all. Yesterday we talked a little Duke and UCF. And when it comes to, I guess, motivation and things like that, certainly Duke uh, is happy – to be playing in a bowl this year, UCF would have rather been playing in a big time bowl after winning the AAC championship, but they lost to um, to Tulane, and maybe that's why Duke is the three point favorite here uh, against the Knights. Brian is uh, the motivation factor alone. Yeah, look, Mike Elko's done a great job, and you're right; it's just perspective. I mean, if when ECU plays in a bunch of bowl games in a row, do they get excited about going to Birmingham? I don't know, but right. they are because they haven't been to one in a while. So same thing, I, I think, with Duke. and They've got a real young team, and I think they're excited. And Central Florida's kind of in that, that weird phase of going through so many coaches and the expectations being so high that I don't know if this is a game that, that thrills their fan base or even gets the players that motivated. So I think when it comes to the, the simple fact of motivation and who wants to be there, Duke definitely has that edge. And I think that matters. And in these bowl games, these 15 practices leading up to these bowl games. Brian North joining us, Pit Electric Live Line. Tony Dunn from the uh, C3 Podcast will join us coming up at 4 o'clock. We will go through NFL Week 15, and we will talk a lot of Panthers football. And, Brian, how about as we sit here uh, heading into Christmas, uh, the Panthers are still alive because they are in a terrible division, but Steve Wilkes getting a big road win for the guys uh, at Seattle now they will have a home game, which could be a road environment with all the terrible towels that will be in Charlotte coming up on Sunday. But a winnable game. The Panthers are favorites, and they're 5-8, and eight, Brian, but still alive. So folks are uh, excited about this. Well, when I went back to the beginning of the season, I didn't know who to pick in this division because I didn't think anybody would be. Yeah, you were, uh, you were way down on the Bucks. I do remember that, Brian. Yeah, yeah. And, and look, they still have a shot, and they still have to play head-to-head, and and it's kind of funny, we're talking to Panthers. If they win their final four games, they've only won five all year. But if they win their final four, <laughs> they're going to the playoffs, right? They just come off the first road win, and I think, what, two or three of those games are, are on the road that they still have to play. But you like the way they're playing, right? It's that boring formula of run the ball, don't turn it over, and play great defense, and that's what they're doing right now. 
And Steve Wilkes has turned around that culture in the locker room, and that's been pretty amazing to hear the players talk about it. Yep. Think about this. The Panthers fired their coach, traded away not only their best player, traded away one of their better receivers, and then also jettisoned the quarterback who started the most games for them this season, and now they have a chance to make the playoffs. It's pretty pretty crazy when you look at the whole uh, big-picture scenario with this team. Brian North joining us now. Steve Wilkes is not the first interim coach to come in, win some games, have the locker room uh, respect him, have the players want him to stay, and and he's starting. He's getting a lot of fan support now too, Brian. And and you almost have to, you know, kind of battle that emotion you're feeling right now because the previous guy was so bad, and Steve Wilkes is is coming in and uh, and winning some games here, and and owners and. You know, GMs, athletic directors, whatever the case may be, have, have had to go through this where it's like, hey, do we do a national search or do we just keep this guy that everybody wants where, you know, maybe he's not the best coach on the market, but he, he's he's winning right now. I mean, this is a scenario we see all the time. You know, Bill Stewart with West Virginia comes to mind where that one didn't work out. And he was kind of a sentimental uh, hire uh, as the interim coach so and just interested to see what david tepper does here i did i do think he uh, paraphrasing made some comment that you know steve wilkes has a chance uh to, to you know win this job and right now i would say he's uh he's done a good job of that i i would say if he makes the playoffs you've got to get yeah. him that job and, and, and let's be honest i mean steve wilkes is not the nfl has not been kind to steve wilkes as a head coach and and that, that oh he was set up to lose in arizona Right. So they probably owe him one somewhere, not necessarily the Panthers, but the league owes him one. And I think he's proven in this short sample that he's a pretty good locker room leader. And this is when you've taken away parts. Again, they've traded away their best player, got rid of one of their best receivers. And then think about this. How many teams in playoff contention have had multiple quarterbacks? Like three quarterbacks start multiple games for them. It's almost it's ridiculous. And yet they're finding ways to win. So, no, how can you not give this guy – uh, the benefit of the doubt. What would happen if you actually gave him good players? Oh, and by the way, he's lost a bunch of coaches who have gone with Matt Rule to Nebraska. <laughs> so he's had to deal with us all behind the scenes, and yet they found a way to keep that team together. I thought when when Matt Rule was fired, I didn't think they win another game. I thought they're going to tank the whole year and get yeah. the one draft. Yeah, and here they are uh, right now, winning ball games and have a big one coming up against the Steelers on Sunday. All right, Brian. Uh, and by the way, I know you don't get into bas- into basketball mode until later on. Uh, the calendar's got to flip. Some other things have to happen. But uh, the, again, it is an incredible slate on Saturday. And uh, just running down some of those games once again. Indiana and Kansas at noon. Alabama, Gonzaga at 1. Houston and Virginia play in Charlottesville coming up at 2 o'clock. It's a top five game right there. North Carolina, Ohio State is at 3, UCLA, Kentucky at 5.15, UConn, Butler at 7, Tennessee, Arizona at 10.30. So with uh, everything going on with family, NFL, bowl games, uh, great college basketball slate coming up. So I noticed some of those matchups. Is this like one of those special weekends where they're setting up all these non-conference matchups? I almost felt like it was we were back in uh, you know Thanksgiving. I know, it feels that way. Now, a lot of these are on home courts. Now, North Carolina... Ohio State and UCLA, Kentucky are at MSG, but uh, a lot of these are on home courts this Saturday. Yeah, and I saw NC State's playing Vanderbilt in Chicago for some reason. Yeah. That's cool with Jerry Stackhouse playing uh, one of the triangle teams. But so I, I just I did not I did take a slight notice of that. I didn't know if this has become like a new thing on the calendar right before Christmas. They have kind of these like 
tournament style or set up games, uh, but, but certainly does get you jumped up and generated and, and ready to go once the holidays are over to really get into basketball when conference play kicks in. And an interesting for one for ECU, they'll be uh, at a neutral site in Greenville, South Carolina, taking on the Gamecocks. Very winnable game, Brian. I know people see South Carolina and are like, oh, this is going to be a blowout. They're 5-5 five and five on the year. They have been blown out quite a bit. Uh, lost their last game against UAB. So I think uh, th- this will be a good test for the Pirates as they get ready to head into American play soon. Yeah, no, South Carolina's had its issues the last few years dealing with coaching changes and, and player transfers and stuff. So, no, that's uh, – why not? And I'm, I'm trying to think if I've ever ever remember ECU and South Carolina playing in basketball before. Yeah, I don't I don't recall it. Uh, I'd go back to uh, – I mentioned this on the air a week or so ago, but I remember ECU playing Ole Miss in Minji's Coliseum in the early 2000s and uh, actually beating the Rebels. And uh, that's uh, as far as – playing sec opponents it does not happen a lot uh here at east carolina yeah no so uh, and, and there's something i'd love to see vanderbilt come here you know with jerry Stanton, yeah. if he's still the coach there and that you know you find some of these cool matchups like that but no and if you get them set up and it's a little bit easier in basketball than it is in in football but uh you know coaches hate to lose anywhere and don't want to go on the road to tough environments but um but jerry's never turned down something like that i mean Somebody called Jerry. Get Vanderbilt over here. Yeah, he was ready to uh, – broke out the Kinston against a riff uh, recently, Brian. I don't know if you saw that highlight <laughs> and was ejected. Uh, had great reaction, and he was great. He didn't hold back he, he, uh, in the post-game interview. So I was expecting him to get suspended for a while or something. Yeah, right. He did go all Kinston on him, but that's Jerry. And, you know, he's still trying to, to get things fully turned around at Vanderbilt. And, look, you know, he was interested in the ECU job at one time when it was open. So hmm. – um, Jerry, he's still trying to figure out this whole college basketball thing, and they've had some gear dandy, but they've had to rebuild a little bit this year, so he's still trying to get everybody on the same Kinston Tough page. Brian North joining us, Pit Electric Live on North. Appreciate your time. As always, have a great weekend, man, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us today on the program. We'll take a timeout, come back, get ready to wrap up our number one of Pirate Radio Live. UTSA has added a touchdown. They're up 9-0 on Troy as they play. 11:44 left to go, second quarter. In the Cure Bowl on the Buccaneer Music Hall score- scoreboard presented by Buck. Tony Dunn is here. He will join us, Hour 2, as we pick Week 15 and talk about a huge game for my commanders and a huge game for his Panthers. Huge game for the Dolphins. We're just talking. We, we got playoff teams around here, folks. We're talking uh, NFL Hour 2. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 1 of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. And if you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Clip Brock. Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. 
technically wrapping up hour one sending it to hour two here tony last week uh tony dunn's here hey tony hello Uh, i am am i here we got to switch those mics can you do that right now do you mind just kind of putting uh like this you gotta lift it yeah lift Lift one of them uh -uh. and then Uh, here i got it i got it i got it i got you i got you good yeah all right that one over all right now am i here yeah we are am i here i don't know we're cooking with grease fish grease hotter than fish grease your headphones will turn way low yeah they were i couldn't even hear myself i didn't know if i was here or not tony what dishes have you been cooking up lately Ooh, uh been killing uh great i do a great egg fried rice man do that i do a great like uh sort of my spin on like what they call a penne al vodka which is like a cream based uh like a spaghetti or penne or something like that let's go back to that egg fried rice what do you put in it like what uh are the important ingredients okay you start with uh carrots onion and celery and a lot of garlic you brown that up you got to make sure you got some good cold like rice from the day before i hear that all the time that's the that's the number one key um i'll do some shrimp or some chicken in there uh you get those you saute up all those vegetables real well uh you cook those like the meat and stuff like that and then you put in the rice you put in uh, soy uh i think it's called uh who saw uh, hoisin hoisin the hoisin sauce do you use the oyster sauce uh sometimes i put a little fish sauce in there or something like that usually just kind of go the, the key though at the end is a little of the sesame oil yeah now you gotta not be careful lot. with yeah, it bro yeah, like yeah. it's one of those things yep. is like you go one drop too much you really learn the first time uh if you use too much like how overpowering it's crazy how you can buy a bottle of sesame oil and it like lasts for like 22 years yeah i still have the same and i'm like i don't think oil can go bad nope it doesn't it's fine it's less uh pungent though over like four years later (laughs) right yeah in fact use day-old rice and four-year-old sesame oil. yeah uh, and i've been uh, looking up this uh, i think i'm gonna do some mongolian beef yeah nice so i'm excited i've been looking uh people wonder what i'm looking at on my computer during the show it's usually like recipes i'm trying to make that night love it i love love to cook i'm excited about that last week i forgot to give you a bowl game to pick so before I forget Whoa. this week, let's do that. Then we'll take a timeout and Give get into a our NFL. Crappy one. Um, it's decent. Uh, it's a former national championship matchup from many many years ago. Shirley, first we need to hit the music. Um, Forty bowls in. I want to do the uh, '80s hip hop with Morgan later. So I don't know. Just pick whatever one you want. You got multiples now. Oh yeah, we got a lot. Oh, wow. You've been in the lab. I've been in the lab. 40 bowls in 14 days. I'm going 14 back to the original. Days, 14 days. This is on every 40 version. 40 bowls in 14 days. Oh, my goodness. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14 days. 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. 14. <laughs> my favorite one. Days. Country version. 
There we go, Chandler. Mama said 40 bones. <laughs> Papa said 40 days. Mama said 40 bones. Papa said 40 days. 40 bones. 14 days. 40 bones. In a 14 day. I said 40 bones. In a 14 day. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well done. I, and Tony, you're not a country music guy. Not at all. But I love it. That's a pretty good song. Actually, you know what? That's exactly how I hear country music in my ears every time. You've heard that same song a million yeah. times. Though. That's like the number one country song that I've ever heard. All right, uh, Tony, your game is... How do you feel about the snack Cheez-Its? Oh, oh, like... Uh, the actual snack? Yeah. Love it. All right, I'm well, a big Cheez-It fan. You have the Cheez-It bowl. Oh, t- they have well, the, uh, cover me in Cheez-Its and call me Dabo. <laughs> they have an entire bowl game dedicated. Dabo that got covered in cheese Who got covered? I'm going to say they've been too What's, big. Oh, look, I got something right with college football. Dabo's in the Cheez-Its bowl? I feel, like, I feel like it was a few years ago. Probably, well, I guess they're in ACC. Uh, Go look at the picks. So, it's, like, it's Dabo that gets dunked. All right, Tony Dunn, folks. Wow, I'm, I'm on my A game today. That Man, is, I'm going to double check. But I'm, I'm starting my vacation. Fairly I'm walking into it like this. <laughs> All right, you get Florida State and Oklahoma. This will be Ooh. 5.30 Thursday, December 29th uh, in Orlando, Florida. I'm going Florida State. Right. I don't even know anything about Oklahoma this year. Yep, they, they do have the Clint- – wow. How fitting would it be that former Clemson uh, defensive coordinator Brett Venables in his first year at Oklahoma is covered in cheese? Wow, I hope not. You know he wants that since Dabo was able to get that earlier in his career. All right, you're taking the Knowles over the Boomer Sooners. He's going to be like, you got to hit me with them duos cheeses. (laughs) I like the... what do they call them? Like extra toasted? Yeah. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? I, Those are like good. Them? They're my favorite ones. Have you tried the uh, hot and spicy ones like that? I am just a big kid snack food thing. Like, because I got children and then I'll drink a few beers or, you know, sure. hang out and then they're, everybody's asleep and then I'll just crush this like Done. eight pounds of goldfish <laughs> with the big box. <laughs> I mean, I don't have like many snacks for myself at home. They're all for lily so if i am in the munchy mood they it, can become per, per it's clip. that it's cereal it's uh like fruit snacks like I'm, a big, I'm a big carbohydrate guy so like you could just give me a sleeve of crackers and i'll be happy uh those dang uh chocolate chip uh granola bars that like mm. she'll eat uh so the ones that i this, this is a guilty pleasure right here big crush it is my wife has bought these they're great value so they're the walmart brand and they're the mini you know the packs they can put in their lunch yeah and they're these mini cookies yeah <laughs> did you just go through them and you can like, eat, like an I'm entire like, wait a box second. just give me the box yeah. you just you've crushed five packs yeah you realize. easy easy oh sorry i'm having fun i'm on my vacation you've already mentioned that i know are you excited about it a little bit <laughs> a, little a little bit, bit. i'm glad to be here i'm not excited to hear how i did in the picks last week though it was bad i'm sure um i think you were like either eight and four i was seven and five i think you were eight and four. tough week last week 
uh chandler once again killed it though i saw somebody in this pick'em league that is at aj's and they got a per pat, pat mcgorn oh yeah he's on the board right now perfect card dang dang yeah i suck uh i'll have the numbers when we return we'll print out that sheet and talk some panthers and make some nfl selections when we return on pirate radio live here on a football friday utsa up nine nothing on troy in the cure bowl on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by dub buck more to go prl after this You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Christie's Europub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. Come have brunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturday and Sunday from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram or visit them online at christieseuropub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint at Christie's Europub today. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip. All right, back with you. Hour two, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. The Brock Tony Dunn in studio, and that ball is going to deflect and go incomplete. UTSA 12 nothing over Troy. They got a safety, a touchdown, and a field goal. They've scored uh, just about every way you can here in the first half. Troy still looking to get on the scoreboard. Earlier today, UAB knocked off Miami of Ohio in the bahamas bowl as bowl season is underway on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard presented by dub buck i have a dumb question go for it what is who is utsa all right before i answer that what do you think it is like utah state of america (laughs) (laughs) not a bad guess not a bad guess but not the correct guess what's your second guess I have no idea. University of Tulsa of Alabama. <laughs> so you got Utah State of America, Tulsa of Alabama. Yeah, there is that IUPUI, Indiana Purdue <laughs> University like at a, Indianapolis or whatever. Sounds like you need a, a moxicillin for that. <laughs> IUPUI. Uh, do you want to take a final guess? No, do I don't. All right. Well, Tony, you'll be... Uh, Surprised to find out. Tulsa El Paso? (laughs) (laughs) Next year, East Carolina will be playing at UTSA in a conference game. They will be joining our conference. The Technical University of Sacramento? (laughs) (laughs) I like this more than me telling you the real name. It's not going to be as fun once you find out. Guys, is it like that clear? Not really, but it's a lot clearer than what you're saying. It is the University of Texas. Okay. At San Antonio. Ah, good guys. And Tony, uh, there is a clue. There is a hint because on the side of one of their helmets are the numbers 210. Is that the area code? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so, should we get like some alternative helmets that Which, have yeah. 252 on it? Uh, yeah, we should. 
the problem is though they have an awesome roadrunners logo on the side so they should either go double roadrunner or double 210 in my humble opinion and that guy's playing with a giant cast and a boxing glove on his hand this oh, game's wow. got everything that's wonderful <laughs> so there you go utsa uh, a fun fact about them tony they play in the old uh, alamo dome where the spurs played back in the day so they're one of the very few uh teams in fbs that play in a dome so that's going to be a weird look for east carolina next year that who played in the spurs like the basketball team yeah so what do they hold like eight, 25 thousand people well so the alamo dome when the spurs played used to put up this weird big <laughs> curtain do you remember that no um it always looked funky to me and they only played in like half of the room yeah uh, let me see if I can find like a picture of it or whatever. But they had like this thing like <laughs> blocked off or whatever. It looked- yeah, like when you were walking to the bathroom, you could get lost in like the bed, bath, and beyond section. <laughs> the beyond section. Just- yeah, if you go past that curtain, you're pretty much done. Like you'll get. Do you got to pay like for readmission? Um. So I guess they expanded. I don't know how many it holds. Let's find out. Uh, as we are off topic here on a friday i feel like we're right on topic yeah true the alamo dome it uh seats one hundred and twenty-seven thousand people <laughs> uh can't be that many yeah. for it's gotta be sixty-four thousand like sixty-four for football yeah imagine going to a basketball and game it's only sixty-four thousand people twenty thousand and it says expandable to seventy thousand for basketball so yeah anyway that's awesome there is that all right tony the panthers beat seattle last week uh we played the let's hit it again tony's here shirley can you hit that um the dm i sent you of steve wilkes yesterday the post game um protect it where he wants to yeah protect do you got those t-shirts out yet protect (laughs) the bank uh steve wilkes talked in the locker room after the seahawks uh after they beat the seahawks and i loved where he talked about what they were gonna do and what they did and how he would set it up where he'd be like and we said we were gonna sack the quarterback and we got four sacks four sacks four (laughs) sacks we said it all starts on the line of scrimmage up front and we got (laughs) 216 yards do you got it really it's not wanting to cooperate with me for the second. Uh, Hang on. Give me mm, just a second. Like if you don't got it, it's fine. No, no, no. I got it. I'm just trying to cue it up, and it's being difficult for some reason. Why? Wow, you got to act like that. Yeah, it's being... We said we were going to get a clip, and we got a clip. <laughs> we got it. All right. Brock. Here okay. we go. Here we go. All right. Well, this group of men right here in this locker room, hell of a job today. Okay? We talked about this all week. Playoff environment. Coming to Seattle. 12th man and having a playoff mentality, okay? Everything we do starts where? Up front. Up front. front. Controlling the line of scrimmage. And we control it on the offensive side of the ball for 224 yards. (laughs) (laughs) He said it didn't matter whether the running backs played or not. Mm -hmm. We had to stop their run. Their run game, 46 yards. 46! Good football teams, all right? Turning to great football teams when they know how to finish. That's what we did today. Mm-hmm. Another thing that we talk about, all right, protect the ball. All right, protect the ball. No turnovers today. And we had two takeaways on the yeah. Yeah. Two, two. Now understand, 
Long flight back. Okay. Ooh, long. Victory Monday. Mm-hmm. No DUIs on the way home, guys. Listen, listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. With the understanding, we're coming in on Wednesday to work. Okay. And the one thing that we have established right now, we protect the bank. We don't lose that home. We don't we lose. protect the bank. All right, you understand that? So come back in on Wednesday, locked in and focused, okay? Family on three. Family on three. Get in tight. One, two, three. Hey, All right. You know what my favorite part about this video is? There's a part where he is direct, you know, he's talking and he's pointing, and he almost literally pokes the eye out of one of the players. Yep. And the guy doesn't even the flinch. <laughs> I mean, the guy's just standing there, just stone cold, and he's and you know, Steve Wilkes is just pointing right at him. I'm thinking, if he, like yeah, <laughs> I'm like, this dude's about to lose. He's an awesome. Eye. Steve Wilkes has the uh, the locker room, Tony. He has the roster right now. You mentioned, do we have the t-shirts yet? We do not have those, but several years ago, and I still have some uh, that are that probably available for purchase on the website put it in the bank mm-hmm. and it's a picture it's an image of the lombardi trophy like a pig, piggy bank and it's got a coin with a panther on it huh. pretty cool put it in huh. the bank money in the bank so panthers win which means they stay alive in the playoff hunt because means we are smell that sniffing around did you see what they put this week on the graphic for Mm-mm. teams just outside the playoffs loitering i thought sniffing was you know like loiter it's even worse yeah you know who loitering goes to is to the people like illegal? the seahawks and the giants who are frauds those are fraudulent teams who are loitering hey welcome to my world i don't know if i've called the seahawks frauds i definitely have called the giants frauds which makes me triple nervous uh for sunday night because this is a, this is a big game for me personally why is that? Because my team's in it, and they're playing the team that I've called frauds all year. And it's a watch-along. And we're having a watch-along Sunday night. Uh, Are you nervous? I am. I'm a little nervous. But we'll get to that momentarily. Tony, how about this? If how about it? the games all play out the way Vegas says they will, on Sunday night, the Panthers will be tied for first place in the NFC South. Bring it to me. Because the Falcons play the Saints, the Bucks play the Bengals. And so if the Saints beat the Falcons, Bengals beat the Bucks, you guys take care of business. First place. We hung out with a Steelers analyst this week, Mark Burgeon from the Believe and uh, Steelers podcast. And he said this there is a possible scenario where every team in the NFC South finishes six and eleven. It could happen. And Is that like, what you're saying? Yeah. Well, and wow. like in chaos. <laughs> you know, it's like the whole division has a tie. At that point, do we finally just not give a division winner the playoff spot? Is that like the thing that ruins it? It could be. Gosh. It very well. It's not gonna be. happen. The Panthers are gonna go we're we're on the road to eight and seven. <laughs> I mean Brian no, Moore said earlier eight, yeah. eight and eight no, what would it be? Eight and nine. Right, 17 games. I don't yeah. know how to do math, obviously. Yeah. Brian Norris said earlier, if he said if, he, if they win these final four, and again, they've only won five games all year, but if they can win these five, you know, it's it's kind of remarkable they're, they're in this situation. You know, what's kind of wild, though, is that 
is how you win and when you win is so important to how we perceive you as a team. Mm-hmm. If you are a team that wins two or three games in the beginning, then you lose a few, then you win two or three games in the middle, and then you lose a few, and then you lose two and three at the end, and you finish nine and eight, you're like, oh, they're all right team. You know, middle of the pack. But if you're a team like the Panthers... You're never, it doesn't even, if you get to that number, you're still in so many people's minds a terrible team. In a way, yeah. You know, it's like, uh, so, and then on the other hand, is that. But I mean, you're, the Panthers were a terrible team. We are. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go to like right now, we're, we're, I don't think we're you're just t- rocking, man. You're not terrible now. No, we're not terrible. No, we're not. We were dysfunctional. For sure. But at the same time, it's like any win we have or any good moment we have is just something to hold on to and be happy yeah. about. Like, really, you can't disappoint me. I'm already disappointed. <laughs> I can't pull over anymore. I'm already pulled over. Yeah. I, I brought this up, too, with North that now Tepper and the Panthers are in a situation that a lot of teams in the NFL and colleges have been in the past where – like from an emotional side hell yeah you want steve wilkes to be the coach you want him forever i disagree with your point here but from a you know is he the best candidate out there probably not i don't know what are you disagreeing with your point what's my point that uh you are i guess the nostalgia of wilkes being with the team in the past the sentiment of success in the in lieu of terribleness so like you just went on your worst date of your whole life and now you went on a date with someone and it was just marginally okay and you're like oh let's get married i think this is that i understand what your point is is that you don't want to just be overwhelmed by the or live in the moment too much prisoner of the moment but who the heck is better right so like and i really um, believe this is like tell me the name like D'Amico ryan's from the 49ers defense zero six zero right. experience yeah what success has he had that wilkes has no he, he hasn't i'm just saying like a young up-and-coming coordinator versus uh steve wilkes you can't give me steve any... wilkes has a terrible head coaching record actually not as bad as you would think Coached the Cardinals to a three-win season when they were as like a one-win the year before, like a terrible turn. That's a terrible record, Tony. For Three a first-year coach who had to make four hundred and eighty-five yes! roster. Moves I understand. Who got that. Josh Rose. Like, come on, no. Actually, I think that's like not that bad for well, your. Now first. you're not even being living in reality. Three well, and thirteen. Put not saying it's the, a good, but like, is this is that if you gave me a I know chicken that. crap and you said make chicken salad out of it, I can't do that. That's and he not got, the point. Okay, what's well, he's four and four right now? I'm arguing your point about D'Amico Ryan's and other coordinators have have no track record. His track record is awful, but that's not all his fault because he was set up to fail. I get that. But you're I'm also just using only part of his track record. You're not using his assistance, like what he did as an assistant and as a coordinator in different places. Well, too. you weren't either when you were talking about D'Amico Ryan. D'Amico, well, that's all he's got. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is this, is you're giving me a defensive name. So to me, it's like a lateral move. Okay, that's a you good know, point. Is that like who's a good offensive guy? That's what, like I think you're talking Greg about Roman. this. You know, and by the, uh, and that's who I've been hype on. But like, you know who hates him? 
Raven fans. I feel like every fan, though, who likes their quarterback and doesn't hate their head coach always hates their offensive coordinator. I think everybody hates their offensive coordinator. Unless you're just winning. (laughs) Yeah. And the other guy is, uh, the other name is the, who's the dude from uh, Dallas? Oh, uh, Moore. Kellen Moore. Kellen Kellen Moore. And I think there's only one name in the entire landscape that could like tilt like that should override or could possibly no oh yeah i think that's like unrealistic though because uh, who's the realistic harbaugh is that more realistic than sean payton yeah you don't have to trade for him oh do y'all had a uh should we trade for mike tomlin was that just kind of a talking point last well time? mike florio brought it up oh really yeah what would you have to give up like somebody a fourth said a first a first yeah no. no you definitely don't do that Anyway, I um, no, I, I, I just want to say is like for me with uh, with Wilkes, I understand what you're saying, but I think this is I don't think Wilkes is just the the regular guy who's never done anything in the past either, who became a like the, I'm thinking of the Fangio, not Fangio. That's not it. The, who was the guy that took over for the Raiders? He had an ethnic Italian type name. Ah. Uh. When last just year? Last year, yeah. Or, yeah. Well, they had Gruden. No, the one that was the interim, and then he didn't get, and they had like took him to a winning uh, season or somewhere like, and then yeah, he didn't get I can't the remember. job. I know you're talking about. I can't remember his name. But uh, Wilkes is like got his head head coach, uh, Rich Basaccio. Oh uh, yeah, Basaccio or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's like, it's, look, I think this is the the other thing I say with Steve Wilkes. Is that imagine if you fired the CEO of a company and you put in the VP with the mindset that this was a temporary thing. You don't really think the VP has got the chops to do it. And then he comes in and does a far better job than you ever expected than the guy you fired. How can you just go out and bypass them completely? For someone who has never been a VP of a company or a president of a company. And yeah. I just think, like, what else is Wilk what does Wilkes have to do? And I think he's doing everything he can right now, whether or not he gets the job. And I think there's some other complications, too, because imagine not giving him the job, giving it to an unproven coach. And then he's also they better. It better be D'Amico Ryan's for a specific reason. Well, honestly, because Wilkes is involved in the suit against the NFL. Oh, yeah. And for Tepper, too, he's not the most popular amongst the Panthers fans right now. If he wants to make a again, it would be kind of an emotional move. But there are reasons to hire him. But it could give him a little higher approval rating if he brings him in. I tell you, like, as there's some other names out there that wouldn't help his approval rating, yeah. right? And so, and you can't go like, really. I'm actually underwhelmed by the names that are available in the in the coaching world. I mean, the one that people Panther fans wanted before Wilkes started doing well was Ken Dorsey, and I don't want none of that. All right, uh, how about Washington offensive coordinator? Norv Jr., Scott Turner. Been there, done that. <laughs> I know. Uh, you don't like him, do you? No, he's fine. I think that's. I, like that's, I think he's fine. Exactly. I'm okay. I think him. he's pretty good at his job. Yeah. Can I be hypothetical here? Can you be what? Hypothetical. Yeah. Sober. If if the Panthers went out, is he is an interim head coach eligible to be coach of the year? 
<laughs> because I mean, you're taking a one and four football team, and what would their final record be? Nine and eight. And they would it, have a and winning win, record. Nine and eight, win the division, make the playoffs. Uh, Is he eligible as an interim head coach? He wouldn't, that, get, he wouldn't get it, but I think he would be. I mean, he should be in the conversation. Kyle Shanahan, Vikings coach. I think maybe it's the, the Vikings. Dolphins coach. Yeah. Oh no, it'll be dang Sirianni. Yeah, I mean the Eagles yeah, were Eagles. That's to be who I think good. is going to get it no matter what. Is but Indiana. good question, good point. But it should be him. And like who else? It would be, it would be the Vikings coach. It would be Sirianni, and it would be maybe Mike McCarthy. Mm, maybe. And uh, by the way, I feel like everybody just knows that like they're doing it in spite of Mike McCarthy, not because of Mike McCarthy. I know. I, I or need, are we I need, just saying that? I need them to screw up because I've called them a big doofus yeah, a whole lot, and yeah. they're really good this year. And by the way, and I, I'll say this, and I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to talk about it, get my hopes high and all that kind of stuff, but if the Panthers went out... Guess who we're playing? They No. If the, Panther, if the Panthers went oh, out, yeah. my prediction for the Panthers this season will come to fruition. Because I said that they would be a nine and eight team and squeak into the playoffs because of a bad division and a bad conference of football. We're playing for a lot at the beginning Dude. of the year. I picked the Panthers on this show to win the division, and it's almost it could happen. Mm-hmm. And guess who we would play in the playoffs if we get there? How about them? The Dallas at yeah, home. Cowboys. Dallas at home. And ooh, we had a cool conversation on the C three Panthers podcast about this: is who would be calling the game? And someone said, oh, man, what if Tony Romo was calling? I was like, I don't think so because he's a, was he, NBC? CBS. CBS. But guess who we could have? Greg Olson with the Fox broadcasting team. Yeah. Be awesome. Or uh, if it's on ABC, you could get Troy Aikman. Yeah. A Cowboy. Is he not ESPN now? Yeah, but he I think the they same. put the playoff games on. Okay. The, yeah, so I think that would be awesome too. The wild card game that we hosted against Carol, uh, the Cardinals was an ESPN game. So it could be Troy Aikman and Joe Buck. Joe Buck. All right, we got to make these picks. Let's take a break. We'll come back. Uh, we will pick Steelers, Panthers. I worked so hard to beep out all the uh, cuss words Ron Rivera said in that halftime speech against the Steelers, so we will run that. <laughs> Well, where, where are we going to listen to? A bunch of beeps? It took me forever to get the beeps, so uh, we will hear that and make some picks when we return after this. listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show welcome back ecu football alum dakota marshall is the owner of first and goal hauling and he has a huge fleet of dump trucks and they haul everything we're talking dirt asphalt stone and of course, with first and goal hauling, it's a touchdown every time. Follow first and goal hauling on Facebook today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. We got a pick. UTSA intercepts the pass as they wind down the first half. UTSA up 12-7 on Troy. 
as they play in the Cure Bowl on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Da Buck. Da Buck. We got to get to some picks before we do. Shirley, I saved something earlier today. Do you have that, uh, Ron Rivera? I do. Yeah. Hang on one second. A lot of beeps. So Chandler sent me this. This is from the last time the Steelers and Panthers played. Is that right, Chandler? Yes, sir. It's the uh, last regular season game where we played the Steelers, and this is, in my opinion, the turnaround of the franchise. Uh, this is the game Cam Newton died? When you say the turnaround, you mean the downfall. Downfall, yes. And this is the game that TJ Watt, Watt hit him just... right square in the shoulder. Yep. All right. Let's hear. This is a halftime speech from Ron Rivera. This is their history. This is who the they are. They expect you guys to roll over. You can't. You've got to defy them and challenge their you got to hit the center in the mouth. That's how you beat these teams. These teams come out because they think they got big balls. And they challenge your ass. Well, Pocahontas. f*** them. Challenge them back. Find out what they're really made of. We got one half of football left. 17 points. We've come back from 17. In fact, we kicked the out of somebody with 17. Now get your heads out of your ass and play football. Pocahontas. Pocahontas. Uh, how'd that second half go? Not good. We lost by like 30 or 40. <laughs> it was like 52 to 78 yeah. or something like that. Yeah. All right. It was a tough game, uh, but oh. a great moment for Ron Rivera in that we, we didn't see that until the next season. That came out with the – Oh, that That was show. the in-game. Yeah. That was basically like the in-game hard knocks, but it was like all or nothing yeah. is the name of the show. Dude, Utah States of America is awesome. <laughs> we, hey, we're going there next year, man. <laughs> I'm traveling. I'm going with you. Steelers at Panthers. Chandler Honeycutt has 127 wins this year. Tony, 119. CJ, 116. Myself, 110. Uh, Steelers at Panthers. Tony. Uh, Panthers. Uh, you know, you, you like the the fire that Steve Wilkes has got this team, has, has given this team. And, you know, the Steelers just – are really kind of a mess in, in in a lot of ways. And, you know, we're unaccustomed to hearing that and saying that because of Mike Tomlin. He's facing his first potential ever losing season. But they can't stop the run. They're, and we run the ball pretty well. That's how we're going to win. And uh, their, their quarterback's injured. He's in the concussion pro- protocol and is right now doubtful. And I don't think there's a real possibility he's going to play because of kind of the NFL's the bad mishandling and bad rap or shroud of concussions that's come back this season from the Tua one to now Devontae Parker in New England. And, you know, it's just seemed like that all that stuff we went through four or five years ago was just um, smoke, you know, what, a dog and pony show. All right. um, By the way, Mike Tomlin, as he should, gets a lot of credit for the no losing season stat, but the Steelers haven't been a factor in forever. Six years. Uh, haven't won a playoff game is yeah. what they're saying. But they've also had old Ben. You know, man, is that like get that GM out there and get that GM to make some changes maybe. Well, they might be making a change. It might be the head coach. Yuck. I will take the Panthers at home, Chandler. I'm going to take the Panthers. It's crazy because early in the year, I'm going against the Panthers in every single every way. But it's kind of hard to pick against the Panthers, the way they're playing We're right winning now. out, baby. The way they're playing right now for Steve Wilkes. His defense is playing great. Uh, bearded Sam Darnold is playing good enough to get a win. So give me the Panthers over the Steelers. CJ takes the Panthers. We're all on the Panthers. Ugh. Mm. Colts at Vikings. I will take Minnesota at home. Bounce back for Minnesota. 
Vikings. What happened? I didn't watch that game. What happened then? Uh, I was in Minji's Coliseum. I didn't watch it so either. The Lions scored a lot of points. Early, right? Jamison Williams, first game. Rookie from Bama. Uh, touchdown catch. Ravens at Browns. What is Lamar's deal? I think Huntley's starting. Okay. I don't want to pick this, but I'm picking the Browns. I hate the Browns. They're not good. <clears throat> Deshaun Watson stinks. He's awful. But I think Nick Chubb is going to be able to just win this game by himself. I'll take the Ravens on the road. Mm. Even Uh, with Huntley? Lamar Jackson is out. Yep. Wow. Uh, CJ is taking the Ravens on the road. Who do you got? I'll let you be on the island, Tony. Give me the Ravens. Whoa. Thank you. Dolphins at Bills. Huge game. So mad at my them dang dolphins two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row, man. I'm going Bills at home. Uh, let me look at the weather. We were looking at it earlier, Tony. Uh, I guess so. They're going to have snow leading up to Sunday. Sunday is just going to be really cold. I can't pick the dolphins in that cold weather. Right. And I'll take the Bills. I got uh, Josh Allen a good number on prize picks, I think. Uh, Chandler? I'm not picking against the Bills at home, so give me the. Uh, the bills we are all on the bills eagles at bears i will take the eagles yeah i mean eagles that's pretty much it and everybody's on them all right falcons at saints where are the i i have kind of desmond ritter starting for the falcons yeah good point the saints who knows what they are each and every week i mean play Jameis. pain just pain everywhere man and like and what and he's upset i think he should be upset there's a guy the other day tony he was telling me something about the saints and he said what did he say he what said did he said <laughs> oh that's right be prepared he said be prepared he just said be prepared <laughs> just be prepared my favorite what did he say you know uh, rest, just said in be peace, uh, rest in peace to mike leach how's my Jameis winston because uh Jameis winston and mike i like you can just queue up their youtubes and just love life man what if they had a podcast man. together that would have been great man in the next life man jameson gonna him and they're gonna team up man what did mike leach say <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he I said, go eat a fish sandwich. <laughs> I don't want to pick this game. I don't either. Um, I'm picking the Saints. I don't know why. I'll take the Saints. I have though. no idea why. Desmond Ritter's first career start. A win? A W? No. Saints. Okay. <laughs> we are all taking the Saints. Uh, Lions at Jets. I don't want to pick this game either. This is a trap. Zach Wilson is back. I know, it's a trap. Give me the Lions. I'm picking the Lions, but I don't feel I want good. them to win. Wow. I'm gonna I take, want them to win. I'm going to take the Jets. CJ is also taking the Lions. I wanna, What's I want the Lions win. on this game? Um, So the Jets were favored until they announced uh, that Zach Wilson was starting, and then uh, now the Lions are favored, I think. Wow. I'll it's like Lions minus one and a half, too. Lions minus one and a half. By the way, Tony... Um, are you aware Colts, Vikings, Ravens, Browns, Dolphins, Bills, Saturday triple header? Say that again. Uh, Colts, Vikings, Ravens, Browns, Dolphins, Bills, triple header on Saturday. All Saturday. Oh, games. oh! Now it just set in, and it's it like wasn't, I was like, "What's the, what's the problem with three games, man?" Like, it's, and it's, oh, it's on one Saturday. o'clock, four o'clock night game. Ooh. So it's, it's set up beautifully. Gosh, yep, I love this. Is one of my favorite weekends of the year when you start getting those uh, Saturday NFL mm-hmm. games. All right, let's take a break. 
we might have a trap game coming up here cowboys jags who wins the showdown between the giants and commanders we'll pick those and more when we return on pirate radio live here on a friday after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show Welcome back. Uh, Do you need custom t-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com, the official sportswear provider of Pirate Radio. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Back with you, PRL, Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. We're opening up the treasure chest in hour number three. We're talking to Tony Dunn, C3 Podcast right now, making football selections. Cowboys uh, played with their food last week, ended up beating the Texans. I don't I, I'm not, I don't take anything away from Dallas for that. I mean, a win in the NFL, a win is a win, right. in my opinion. I don't look at them any differently at all. But the Jags are spunky. What's the line on this game? And is anybody Cowboys four and a half? Cowboys four. Oh, is anybody that. willing to bite the Jag bullet? Nope. CJ is not. Tony is not. Chandler, are you? Zay Jones. Uh, great Trayvon touchdown Dance. last week. Yeah. By the way, wasn't expecting the Jaguars to do that last week i wasn't expecting that screw the titans man same old titans every year same old same old they i mean stink they do they'll never be good them. chad your titans will never be good ever even when they're good like 13 and 3 they they're not good stink. yeah i hate them who are you picking in this game though Chandler? man oh god look who the titans play this week that's an impossible game to pick. <laughs> impossible no it's not easy the equivalent of the titans um i'm gonna go jaguars at home jaguars i will take this is gonna be a good game i'll take dallas in a close one chiefs at texans give me kansas city yes they can touchdown kansas city all right everybody on board there (laughs) this is the next game is is the most unwatchable game ever it could be do you know the quarterback matchup no uh, one is Colt McCoy. Yeah. Colt McCoy and who knows? Brad Rippon. I don't even know who that is. Are you serious? Yeah. No no Russ. Where's Russ? He's not, he got a concussion. He's not riding. Man, he took he got off He the riding ride. dirty. He's doing high knees. Jerry Judy, by the way, fined. Why? Did you uh, see what happened? Did you not uh-uh. see? <laughs> no. You're it, a Panthers fan. You haven't seen all the Panthers fans on Twitter being like, "Whoa, yeah, what happened here?" Did he take his helmet off? He uh, yeah. took his helmet off. He bumped into a ref. He, he caused didn't a, get a flag. He caused nice. a scene. That got a fine, a major fine. How much is major? Uh ten grand. Not more than that. More. Probably in the thirty. Digits, right? Oh God. No, he got. Uh, let's see, Jerry Judy. 
dollar figure let's go with 30 that's like nothing 23 23 thou and an additional 13 thou 36 Mm. Mm. um i'm gonna take the man i don't i hate this by the way if uh they didn't flag dj i'm taking the cardinals on the road tied for first right now um, well, that's assuming that Eddie Pinero would have made the extra point. Correct. You're taking the Cardinals. Yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna tell you, I don't. I never picked the Broncos, but I think it's because I never picked Russell Wilson, or it could be I never picked Hackett. Is Hackett still coaching? He can hack it, bro. You're a Hackett for saying <laughs> oh, that, man. What a hack it joke that was. <laughs> Uh, CJ's taking the Cardinals. I'm going to take the Broncos at home. I'm taking the Broncos because I want a Rippin to win yeah. and people to be like, we're better without Russell. Like, yep. It's going to be a story on Sunday after, yep. they, after they win. All right. These, They're going to tank on purpose. I hate that game, and I hate these next two games. Patriots at Raiders. <sighs> I don't know. Can the student beat the teacher? He I can. Hate the Raiders, man. He can because the teacher's I, team is not that good. Yeah, I'll take the Raiders, I guess. They stink, man. I'll, I, take, I'll take Raiders. Gosh, they're the worst defense in the world. Uh, me and CJ will take the Patriots. But What am I doing? Now, how about this one? Titans and Chargers. Titans! Somehow. Simple. Anyway, I picked this game is going to be wrong. Yeah. I'm never winning this game. How about dang... Uh, What's his name? Uh, Justin Herbert threw 51 times last week. Like, I mean, they just th- throw the ball all the time. Yep. What's the line on this game, Tony? Uh, Chargers plus three. Or minus three. Favorite. They're favored by three. Correct. Well done. Uh, Chargers. I'll take the Chargers at home. <sighs> they stink, though. <laughs> Everybody stinks. They're one of those teams. Even our teams win. in the playoff yeah, oh, race, they stink. They, we stink. <laughs> they stink. Everybody stinks. Name me a good team up there on this list, and you know what? I hate them too. So they stink. Cowboys. Guess There's what? only they stink. Only one more team we're going to talk about today doesn't stink. The Bengals. Correct. <laughs> uh, Chargers. CJ's going with the Chargers. Who are you picking, Chandler? I'm picking the crummy Titans too. Oh, weird! Tighten up, and they're not going to win. But somehow the Chargers—they're going to. You know, tie. every year I like to pick a tie. This is it. This could be a tie game. Tie? How about this? If they get a tie, you get two points. <laughs> Bengals at Bucks. Bengals. Burrows. Burrows rolling. Um, the Bucks. What do suck. you think about this? Is and I'm sorry I keep bringing just because I like to play these games where you could potentially make money on the internet like tom brady's uh passing yards number is like 265 i feel like or two like it's pretty high i almost feel like they're gonna they haven't done it well all they do is throw the ball too right yeah they do but they he just throws a lot of picks right now yeah he's bad we watched him i felt like we watched tom brady die on tv last week (laughs) (laughs) um who are you taking chandler with that said, I'm taking the buck. No, I'm just kidding. I'm taking. Uh, the I'm going to take the Bengals. Right. I'm rooting for the Bucks to lose. Giants at Commanders. This is going to suck because everybody's going to take the Commanders. I hope. Go ahead and put me down. I wish one of y'all would take the Giants. Tony, will you do it? No. Is Saquon playing? 
I haven't heard otherwise. He didn't play the week before, did he? Last week. <clears throat> Let's see. Um, they got ripped. I always feel week. like this is what I hate about your your team is like they should not struggle against the Giants as much as they did. I've, this is one of those games where I'm like really looking forward to it. I'm talking to myself. It's going to be like six three at halftime. Yesterday, I was talking to myself, Tony, saying I was talking to Washington, but they couldn't hear me. I was like, just go win this game. Like, don't fart around. Just beat this team. Start off. Stop them. Like, but just what you just said. They're not going to do that. No, they won't. They're not going to do it. It'll be like a one point game. Yep. I'm taking the commanders to not command, not for a commanding win. Not a giant win either. Not a giant win. Just hoping for a giant loss. Oh, this is going to be a stupid game. Like, Stupid stuff's gonna happen. Wait, in this game. you guys got to tune in on Sunday for this watch along. You get to see miserable clip. Yeah, this he's like the worst person to watch his own team with. It's like in fact, it's a miserable experience. It really is. It like ruins it for everybody. And guess what? <laughs> it's gonna be a great watch for you though. I'm already yeah. look at him. Look at him. I can't We're gonna be it. eating. Chandler's over there trying to cheer for a team he don't care about just to make clip feel better. Hey, I appreciate it, Chandler. Uh, Rams and Packers Monday Night Football is awful game. What's Aaron Rodgers do? I guess he's playing. Baker. (laughs) Baker. I'll take the Packers. Uh, uh, Yeah, this is a great take the Packers um, after the Baker story and they lose. You got to remember what happened before that last miracle drive. They didn't do anything. They were terrible. Yeah, I'll take the Packers. Uh, CJ's on the Packers, Chandler. Packers. All right. Uh, Tony, good stuff, man. Thank you very much, man. Had a gr- um, good time. You'll do uh, post game on Sunday. Yeah, we've got a lot of stuff. Friday free for all tonight for fans to come on and interact with the podcast. They get to be the host of the show in a way. And then Saturday we do a simulation. A Madden simulation has been real fun. So we just talk about the Panthers and over the game and talk junk. And then on Sunday we got the post game show. And boy, it will be pumped. We will be pumped if we get this win, and we're hoping, like uh, Steve Wilkes said, to protect the bank. Protect the bank. bank. And Tony may be making an appearance on our watch-along yeah, Sunday night. If I didn't mention it already, I'm on vacation. Oh, so there are could, you? Could be. All right. Could be. All right. Our stat us. guy, Johnny, uh, typed this in when we were talking about Watson earlier. He said, Sean Watson has led 24 Browns drives this season and is averaging – Point five points per drive, two interceptions, one fumble, one safety, one touchdown. I took the less than on his number this week. Yeah, it has uh, not been good since returning. All right, we'll take a break. Can you do that, Chandler? And we will return hour three. Morgan Ehlers joins us. We got the treasure chest, and uh, we've got Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. Big hour three on tap. We'll bring it to you when we return after this. You're listening.
listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town, along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Brock. Back with you, PRL, coming up after this Morgan Ehlers interview. We will open up the treasure chest. Still have some great prizes left in the chest, including a $150 gift card from Bostic Sug Furniture, 12 pizzas, from Papa John's, a $100 gift card from Familia, a $100 gift card and gift basket from Beauty Bar Medispa, a $100 gift card to Chico's, $100 cash and a t-shirt from Sparky Snowballs, Bud Light Fire Pit Cooler Tailgate Chair, that was one yesterday, if I recall, by Victor Long. Is that right? Um, we also have a Pirate Fan gift basket from UBE, 30-minute stretch assessment, one-hour massage from Bodies and Balance, and the Buck gift basket, $100 cash, $25 gift card to the Beach Tavern, two tickets to the New Year's Eve party, T-shirts, and a Rams Aaron Donald jersey. All available in the treasure chest. We'll open that up after this conversation with Morgan Aylers, who joins us on the Pit Electric Live line. Hello, Morgan. How you doing? Hey, Cliff. Happy Friday to you and yours at Pirate Thank you, sir. Uh, Morgan, I was saw Devin Leary's name out there, quarterback NC State in the portal, and I'm seeing a lot of Leary to Kentucky. And Is that official or just being discussed right now? Chandler doesn't know. Morgan, do you have any idea? The last guy saw that nothing is official. Yeah. I think he is uh, visiting and it wouldn't surprise me to see him end up there. Uh, Grayson McCall, quarterback at Coastal Carolina. Uh, you see a lot of McCall to Auburn talk going on, but it will be McCall in the bowl game, slinging it for the Chanticleers. Great QB matchup, McCall versus Aylers. The total is in the 60s, so they're expecting a lot of points, some fireworks in that uh, Birmingham Bowl. And I want the Pirates to win. I know you do too, Morgan, but as a football fan, I, I'm kind of pumped to see McCall play. I want to see uh, two good QBs go at it on uh, the 27th. Yeah, he's uh, you know he's had a, a really good career at Coastal Carolina, very talented quarterback. He's coming off the injury, played in the, the championship game, I believe, against Troy. Uh, he's had a little bit of time to recover. It's just kind of uh, a different scenario having announced that he's in the transfer portal, but he's still going to play in the bowl. If he is, uh, you know, going to Auburn and uh, the coach at Auburn, Hugh Freeze, wants him to uh, play in the bowl, fine. But if he's coming off an injury, do you risk uh, playing in a bowl game, possibly getting hurt again while you're trying to land at another school? That's kind of a unique situation. Really haven't heard much about that. But uh, hopefully he will play, give us the best shot. East Carolina is going to give uh, Coastal Carolina all they've got. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a really good day for the Pirates on the 27th. Speaking of uh, injured players playing in a bowl, Holton Naylor was pretty open yesterday with us on Pirate Radio Live about having surgery after his final game in an ECU uniform after the uh, the Birmingham Bowl. Says 
you know, all things considered, he'll go into this game as healthy as he's been in a while, Morgan, but he uh, told us he's not going to be fully healthy until that's all fixed uh, by doctors. Well, we've talked about it all year. You know, ever since yeah. the NC State game when he hurt his shoulder, his right shoulder, you know, he's been dealing with that. It's gone out four, five, six times since then officially and a whole bunch of times just slightly in and out during the season. But uh, tough. he's a tough young man. He's got a higher pain threshold than I ever could. And, uh, you know, playing with a broken finger and a messed up shoulder and a bad back. And, a, you know, he's a tough one. I'm proud of him. He's, yeah. he's a tough one. And, uh I don't think uh, the worst injury in the world probably could keep him out, if at all possible, of this ball game. Yep, he's uh, he's definitely going to give it a go and uh, try to get East Carolina's first bowl win since 2013, a long time ago. And uh, talk about this, Morgan, as far as motivation goes for these bowl games. I think Duke UCF is a pretty good example of this. And yeah, I know Gus Malzahn UCF wants to win the game, but. They had higher aspirations. They wanted to win that championship game against Tulane, go to a big bowl. Instead, uh, they end up taking on Duke, whereas Duke had a surprising year uh, in year one of Elko there, and they got to be really fired up to be playing in a bowl game. So you kind of – first of all, you look and see, is the head coach there? Is the quarterback in the portal? uh, What players are playing in the game? And then you kind of go to the motivating factors for these teams because it's it's not all equal across the board for these teams matching up. Yeah, it's first year Coach Elko at Duke, and you know he did a really good job of, of changing the the maybe the offensive philosophy there a little bit. He's, he was the offensive coordinator at Memphis prior to coming to Duke, and uh, they've done a really good job there. But he also had a lot of players to work with. I mean, Duke's a unique situation in recruiting to uh, to the university, even though they're in the a, uh, ACC. You know they they're they're a little bit higher. They're private schools, so they can do some things a little bit different. But uh, Coach Cutcliffe did exactly leave Duke with uh, uh, you know a bare cupboard, so to speak. He went out there and they had some good recruiting years, and you know he brought in a few pieces. Coach Elko did this year, and they, you know that that should be a really good game. Uh, you know how will UCF play in that matchup? I don't know. They had such an up and down year. I know John Rice Plumley, the quarterback. You know, transferred in from Ole Miss last year, and it's his last game there. I think actually, I think he's coming back one more year, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I heard that wrong, but um, you know, he's the, he's not the the prototypical quarterback. He can throw it a little bit, but he's more of a runner, and uh, it's going to be a, a good matchup between them and the Blue Devils. All right, I'm going to give you a pretty decent matchup, Morgan. Uh, Shirley, can you give me the 40 bowls in 14 days, 80s rap version? Uh, all right, let's hit it. 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, oh my goodness, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days, 14 days, 40 bowls in a 14 days, 40 bowls in 14 days. 40 bowls in 14 days. Hippie hippie hop to hop hop. Hop don't stop and drop and pop dop. 40 bowls in a 14 days. 40 bowls in a 14 days. 40 bowls. 14 days. Hippie hop dop and pop dop drop. 40 bowls in a 14 days. All right, Morgan Aylers. Like that one? 
That sounds like uh, Snoop, uh, one of the Snoop Dogg's beat tracks, and then you've got like uh, the guy from Uptown Raleigh, from North Raleigh, trying to rap. Really trying to rap. <laughs> Hold on, I've got more lyrics to that song right here. It's uh, <laughs> hip hop, drop pop, dop, stop it, adop, diddly pop. So uh, there you go. It sounds like somebody from North Raleigh trying to rap. <clears throat> All right, <laughs> Morgan, do you remember the Alamo? I remember the Alamo, yeah. You ever been? Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't been to such one place. I, I actually want to go with San Antonio to see the Alamo and uh, do the river. I think it's the river walk area there. Yeah. I heard it's really cool. So. Pirates will be there next year playing at UTSA. Could be a time to visit. Uh, uh, you have the Alamo Bowl, Morgan. Number 12, Washington versus number 20, Texas. This will be Thursday night, December 29th, 9 o'clock on ESPN Huskies and Longhorns Morgan who you going with Texas God bless Texas God bless Texas yeah I remember that one (laughs) I I think Texas uh, number one you're going to have a a tremendous crowd advantage yeah I mean you'll have some people come from Washington but it's almost like a home game for Texas and um is Penix playing for Washington? I don't know. I think he's coming back, but is he playing again? Mm, good question. See, Morgan is asking all the right questions. Michael Penix, Indiana transfer to Washington. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I do not have that information. I don't know if, uh, you know, he's one of the leading passers in the country. Uh, but then you've got Texas, who has battled through some injuries this year. You've got yours. You've got a couple. Uh, one quarterback, I think, is transferring out of Texas. But I think yours is still uh, behind center. He'll be healthy again, fully healthy. So I kind of like Texas in that one. I think Washington might be favored a little bit, but I think Texas will win that game. All right, there is the pick from Morgan Naylor. Looking forward to some Pirate Hoops on Saturday. They'll be in Greenville, South Carolina, taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. And, uh, South Carolina 5-5 five and five on the year. ECU coming off a win over Coppin State. Pretty good test here, Morgan, before we get into conference play, uh, seeing what East Carolina can do against, yeah, an SEC opponent, but really a, a winnable game, I think, Saturday at 2 o'clock for ECU. Yeah, I think it's a winnable game. I know it's being played in Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, so uh, the Gamecocks won't have a true home court advantage like it would if it played in Columbia. Uh, it's going to be an interesting test for the Pirates. You know, they played well down in Florida during their tournament. They played down there, and uh, it just depends on what shooting team shows up for East Carolina. Is it going to be one that goes out there and uh, consistently makes shots all game long, or are they going to go out and make a little bit and then go into a drought and then have to come from behind? Because uh, you only can do that so many times, and East Carolina did it a lot early. And, uh, you know, they played well last weekend, and hopefully they can play to- well tomorrow against South Carolina. You know, uh, what's the line in that game? Probably eight or nine, I would imagine, South Carolina. Uh, I'll go six and a half, South Carolina. Six and a half. But okay. it'll come out tomorrow. We'll find out. Uh, Morgan, good stuff, man. What you up to this weekend? You got Christmas parties going on? Uh, actually, uh, no. Uh, this weekend, I uh, have a weekend off, which is kind of wow. during the holidays. But I've uh, played the last four nights and had Monday off and then played all last weekend and last week. So, yeah, it's kind of nice. And play uh, starting Tuesday, go through next uh, Friday night, and then we're off for the holidays, head to the bowl game, then come back and do a wedding on New Year's Eve. So, yeah, it's going to be a busy week, but uh, I'm enjoying the weekend off. Enjoy it, Morg. Thanks for joining us, man. We'll uh, talk to you again soon. 
Thanks, guys. You guys have a great weekend. Thank you. Morgan Ayler's joining us. Pit Electric Live Line here on the Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Shirley Rhodes. It's time to make somebody a winner. Treasure chest. Open back up. This is our last Friday show of the year. We'll be with you Monday through Thursday next week. Opening up the treasure chest. But this will be our last giveaway of the week. Our last Friday giveaway on the 2022 Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. 317-1250. 317-1250. Caller 12 is a winner. You'll have to stay on the line. Answer some questions from us. And find out what you won when we return on PRL. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Country Mart has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years and is your premier country store serving the best cheese biscuits and country food around. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Both Country Mart locations are top-of-the-line fuel stations serving shell gas, including 93-ethanol-free high-octane gas. Country Mart uh, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. Alrighty, back with you, Pirate Radio Live. On a Friday, the treasure chest has opened up. We have our winner. Our winner will be joining Doris Dillon, who won the free VIP subscription for a year to hoist the colors. John Moody won the $100 gift card from Wings Over Greenville. Quentin Hellyer won the $50 gift card to Aiden Country Club. And two dozen golf balls, courtesy of Brandon Manning and Farm Bureau of Wonderful Insurance. Bill Willard won the $100 gift card from Tiebreakers. Victor Long took the Bud Light Fire Pit Cooler Tailgate Chair from Carolina Eagle Distributing. Brad Woodard won the Natural Light Can Jam Set Cooler and Tailgate Chair from Carolina Eagle Distributing. The Bud Light Carolina Panthers Cornhole Boards from Carolina Eagle Distributing was won by Robert Matthews. Patrick Brown won the Parker's Barbecue Tailgate Party for 10 and Gift Basket. Susan Deans won a $100 gift card to Coco's Sports Bar. Chris Hill won a gift card to Christie's Euro Pub, Dap House, Sidebar, and Jarvis Street Bottle Shop. Tyler Macemore won a $100 gift card to Jersey Mike's. And Kevin Ainge won the $100 gift card to Shimmer Boutique. Still a lot left in the treasure chest. And uh, this guy is a regular. He has been calling his shot, and he got in and won. Steve Hill joining us on the Pit Electric Live Line. Today's winner. Hello, Steve. What's up, Clipper? What's up, man? Congratulations. Do you know officially how many times you've won in the treasure chest? uh it's in double digits but i don't know the exact number i mean I is it really you guys been doing it yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> i wish i kept the list maybe jonathan might be because he's a numbers guy so he might have it somewhere where we could go back and look in the 20 years that i've been here how many times steve has won a prize from the treasure chest incredible There's two businesses in greenville that i've won prizes for that no longer exist so. <laughs> oh wow <laughs> it's been a while <laughs> okay 
uh all right so steve is in once again um steve tell everybody about yourself what do you want people to know i am your local neighborhood friendly uber driver uh four kids and a wife been in greenville since 98 all right all righty oh oh is it question time i think so yeah i've got a question steve and i probably should have asked you before I've, i've known your uber driver what is the craziest Uber story that you can tell on the air that's appropriate? <laughs> I've got a few, but I don't think any of them are, are friendly for the airways. Um, you know, a couple of really crazy ones that, that I can't mention, but other than that, man, they're, they've all been really – I mean, I've never had a bad experience, um, luckily. So, um, But there have been a couple of crazy ones. I'll have to tell you a trivia one night. Oh, okay. Wow. Do you remember the uh, HBO show? Was it called like Taxi Cab Confessions or something like that? I remember yeah. like yeah. some. Oh, I'm thinking Cash it, Cab. It, it, cash Cab is what I'm thinking of. <laughs> no, this is different. I, I know what Clip's talking about. Yeah, I've yeah. had some of those moments too. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. What is your Mount Rushmore of Commanders or Washington? Steve is a fellow Commanders fan. Yeah, I, I think it's the Commanders' year for winning the treasure chest. Um. Yeah. I got to go Daryl Green, uh, Sean Taylor, uh, RG3, and John Riggins. All right. All right. An eclectic mix of uh, eras there on the Mount Rushmore. Shirley, do you have a question? Steve, what is the most used app on your phone? Oh, gosh. Uh, Other than like Uber. Yeah. Well, he works for, (laughs) you know, he does Uber, so can't count that one. yeah, it's either going to be Twitter or Facebook, probably. Okay. That's a good question, Charlie. It's easy for me. Um, Twitter, I'm, I'm pulling a Troy D moment here and answering your question. Oh, okay. Um, but now that I, but there are others that are close. I would say Twitter one, probably the score app two. Yeah. Podcast. Football. Podcast and fantasy football podcast third but like seasonal it would be the mlb app to watch and listen to the braves or fantasy football in football season that's an interesting question what's yours i want to know y'all's it's not about me clip um i would say probably i think it i think facebook and instagram are really close together um And then my, uh, maybe my Candy Crush app. Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you're on that a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm on that quite a bit. Thank yes, you, you, Zach are. Agnos. Chandler, what's the one you're on? All Is it Grinder? Is that what it's what's the one? <laughs> no. I didn't know. What is it called? <laughs> Did you really just go there? No. I don't even uh, know what that is. I was just. I it's, th- um. Tell him, Chandler. Well, no, you know this. Eharmony.com? No, surely. TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Yeah. Oh, you're oh, always scrolling the, the Tiki Talk. TikTok. And I'm, I mean, I'm on, I've am i I've uh, got the Pirate account for Twitter now. So uh, any kind of content you're seeing on, on the, um, on during basketball games and stuff, that's me. You need so to, I guess. You need to take a day off, man. You are always working. I know, man. And, always. You know, I don't, I just, I don't like to take the day off. Like, I just, that's not me. Um, I don't want to do that. I use the old YouTube ad app quite a bit as well. Oh, now that I do use. Yeah. Uh, because oh, I do too. Every morning uh, when I'm getting ready for work, I, I like to catch up on the monologues from the late shows. So, like Stephen Colbert, um, Seth Myers, Jimmy Kimmel. 
I I watch their monologue from the night before while I'm getting ready for work. So, uh, yeah, I use my YouTube uh, app quite a bit. We got a Troy interception taking it 65 yards down the field, uh, picked off in the end zone, and Troy will have it down 12-7. to 5-11 left to go third quarter in the Cure Bowl in the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by DeBuck. 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 Dang, you said it faster than me. Any more I'm questions for Steve? Uh, I thought we just went with the Steve, one. Per, per. Steve, Steve, Steve. All right, Steve, you played um, music trivia. You were part. You hosted Saved by the Bell trivia on yeah. Pirate Radio back in the day. What um, What other like trivia could you master other than music Saved by the Bell? Like, what would be a special edition of trivia and sports? Other than that, could you master? Oh, I don't know that. I don't know that anybody would be interested. Uh, that under the age of 50 but me but um i would crush anybody in andy griffith trivia <laughs> all right oh man really? I, dude I, hey i i am a big andy griffith fan that would be very interesting you know what we might have to do that me versus steve now I'll, I'll taylor man i've watched almost every episode he just said nobody could touch him you haven't even seen I can every at least episode. try to touch him <laughs> <laughs> all right fair enough um the problem is I who's going to come up with the questions I don't know. Oh, for Andy Griffith? Yeah. I probably could. All right. Just, oh yeah. Well, y'all have fun. I'll watch it. Um, I ain't got time to do it right now. <laughs> ain't nobody got time to do it. Hey, ain't got nobody time for that. I could do, like, what would you, like, if it was, well, it would probably be Seinfeld, knowing you. Oh, me? Yeah. Uh, Seinfeld, Lost. Lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about, that. I forgot about Lost uh yeah this is probably an easy one steve but who is the guy that causes havoc in the town of mayberry that uh three rocks ernest t bass ernest t bass baby. see that Chandler. that's too easy steve's talking about like Something much stronger than that sir wasn't that show in black and white yes but steve would be like what you know what color was aunt b wearing in the third episode of uh, <laughs> well the first five seasons were black and white the last three were color there you go well, see oh, that yeah. see <laughs> yeah. you wouldn't have known that um, um, I do have a question for Steve. He's a big music guy, as we've mentioned. Who is your all-time favorite music artist, band, or solo artist? Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Shirley doesn't like that oh, one. Oh, no. Because <laughs> it's got Stevie Nicks. How who sings like Shirley? a goat. Time for an impression. <laughs> she sounds like a dying goat. <laughs> Shirley and I were such good friends. <laughs> <laughs> I just I I can't. It's Stevie Stevie Nicks, Bob Dylan. Both of them sound like dying goats. We'll take a walk on the wild side. Some of Stevie says Bob, you can't understand anything what he says. Uh, Tyler Macemore won. Uh, he said we need to have the Troy D. Sigh for the treasure chest. Oh, I'd so, have to go back and get that next time we. Uh, we say who the winner is. We say, Shirley, who's the winner? And you say the name and then just hit it. As a matter of fact, it, will you do me a favor? When we go to break, I can pull it. You think we'll be able to hear it? I mean, we should. We all caught him out on it. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll see. No, I, I, almost, I know exactly where it's at. Steve, what do you want out of the treasure chest? Well, actually, I, I called my shot last year. I got the $100 cash thanks to Tony Dunn. Um I, I mean, I'll take anything. They're all great prizes, but I'm just going to try to call my shot. I'm going to call the Buck Prize Pack. 
Ooh. Aaron Donald jersey. All right. That's got cash in it, I believe. Yep, $100 cash. And two tickets to where, Chandler? Paradise. Paradise. <laughs> the New Year's Eve party. <laughs> the New York party. Is this another day? The New York but, party. But that wasn't it, according at, to Troy. Ain't no the, party like a New York party. At the New York Stock Exchange. <laughs> All right. Open it up, baby. Shirley Rhodes, do the honors. I, I broke the little locking mechanism on this folder. Oh, no. So now anybody can just get into the, the chest? chest is unlocked. Oh, willy-nilly? The chest. Willy nilly? The chest. <laughs> Who's willy-nilly, by the way? Oh, gosh. This one's all... All willy-nilly. Steve Hill, do you like food? <laughs> I, uh, I love food. <laughs> okay, because you just won a $100 gift card from Chico. I, I can definitely use that. Congratulations, Steve-O. Appreciate it. Maybe I'll see Troy and Cliff down there next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got a date planned sometime between now and the end of March. So maybe you'll walk in that day. That's it. All right, Steve. Congrats, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. All right, Steve. Steve. Hill, our winner of the Chico's $100 gift card. Sure. Bum, bum, bum. Let's take a break. We'll come back and talk to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show. We'll talk a little golf. We'll talk some football as well. That's on the way. PRL on a Friday. Back with you after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is a family-run dealership that creates a family-like atmosphere for their customers. They have one of the biggest used car inventories in eastern North Carolina. You can shop online today at EastCarolinaChryslerDodge.com. East Carolina Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on the corner of Greenville Boulevard and Memorial Drive. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip. All righty. Steve Hill, our winner today in the Pirate Radio Treasure Chest. We'll open it back up next week. All right, we got four shows. Wow. <laughs> hold on. Hold on one second, Charlie. Okay. That, okay. It's that was more, rude. It's more audible than I remembered. <laughs> that is great. That is rude. All right. Two. <sighs> two. Four. Uh, five. Six. Eight. I think I did it right. I think we got um, four shows left. Two. We'll do two a day. Wow. Yep. And we'll... Uh, we'll give out those prizes next week uh, by the way <laughs> that is amazing great but job Shirley. we have another day of the treasure te- treasure chest four of them we have a another well i'm saying another day of the treasure chest another loss for chad moore mm. and another poem for ah. Chad Moore. Ah. he said when i heard tweeting clip open the chest i started to call and i tried my best i called 120 times with no luck I finally stopped and just got out of my truck. 
you know chad moore that i think the most successful people in life go through adversity and come out stronger on the other side i mean michael jordan was cut from his basketball team turn every negative situation into somehow a positive chad has learned his true calling in life as as a poet poet. now his best poem should be hopefully when he wins oh man when he wins it should be his best poem but troy what did you think about chad's uh his chad's poem (sighs) (laughs) that was that was troy's reaction to someone winning the treasure chest oh it, I, I was blown that away was outside of our listening area yeah hey yeah he had, well he had just st- started talking about well if you're outside of our market like, like why why even try to call in if you can't use the uh the prize and then uh tyler macemore he says goes, where are you from uh, he, uh, says, uh, he says winston-salem and he goes <sighs> like <laughs> jesus man well first of all i knew since we had uh, uh, in the 20 years that I can remember of being here at Pirate Radio, I don't recall someone listening outside of our area not coming to get their prize. Now, that's not to say that it's ne- that it's never happened before because it could very possibly be. I just oh, yeah. don't recall it. However, um, when Tyler called and I got his address and I noticed that it was outside of our listening area, uh, I specifically asked him, can you come and get your prize or can you have someone local come and pick up your prize? And he said, yes, I will come and get it. And I said, okay, not a problem. So I had already vetted Tyler before I, we even put him on the air. But then Troy just hauled off and went. <sighs> he, there was like a rumbling in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a purring uh like a purr. giant cat like a lion of some sort i'm just waiting for what he has to say in our group chat hit it again <sighs> <All right. laughs> i can't wait for this for the group chat tweet uh uh text <laughs> when he finally hears this Troy the bears play on sunday <sighs> all right Troy, uh, you owe Clip uh, 20 bucks for that NASCAR pool that you guys are in. <sighs> Troy, Troy, your hat's on, uh, your hat's on wrong. <sighs> Nobody cares about the Peach Bowl. <sighs> we don't care that you were the host of the comedy club back in the 90s. <sighs> <laughs> Uh, 1989 was a terrible year. We don't care that you went to the Super Bowl where the Bears beat the Patriots. We don't care that you went to the uh, North Carolina uh, National Championship game back in the early 80s. Gen Xers are overrated. We don't care that you've touched like 5011 celebrities at some point in your life. We don't care that you hate the cold. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many that we could do. I could I could go another ten minutes on this. Uh, but we do have to get to Mark Greenhouse. Oh, Oh. Troy, we got to get to Mark Greenhouse. Let's head out to the Pit Electric Live Line and talk to Greeny. He'll be 
hosting the golf shop radio show with the crew coming up saturday morning 8 to 10 10 a.m right here on pirate radio greeny how you doing today man i'm doing great clip how are you doing this week doing great and uh man uh big sports weekend a lot going on bowl season is here you got a nfl triple header on uh saturday to go with the games on sunday the panthers actually have an important game this late in the season a lot of great college basketball games as well and uh, i guess on the golf front greeny uh we get to see uh, a couple of woods uh in action uh, among others so i guess we'll start there greeny uh what are we uh, watching this weekend in the golf world well unfortunately it's the walking or maybe not even the walking it's the riding wounded woods team uh not only is tiger battling his plantar fasciitis but apparently charlie woods has some kind of issue with his left ankle as well so uh you know in golf one of the the funny sayings is that you you never bet against the wounded player and uh, you got one team that's pretty much wounded on both sides so uh We've seen the Thomases do well. We've seen the Dailies win this thing last year. We saw Tiger and Charlie make 11 straight birdies and end up losing by one. And you got to think if they can even come remotely close to that, you got to feel like Tiger's in a better spot than he was a year ago. And Charlie, we definitely know, is hitting the ball further, and he's matured a little bit, uh, 13 years old and bombing it right now. So really, you, you got to look at people got to think that maybe they're the favorites along with the Thomases and the Daily. You look at those three teams as the ones that have a chance to win this thing. Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show joining us. Saw a headline this week uh, in the golf world, Greeny, about the Live Tour adding three tournaments uh, in the United States. They'll be in Tucson, Arizona <clears throat> coming up in March. Uh, in May, they'll be in Tulsa, Oklahoma and then the Green uh, Briar uh, next August. So a uh, couple, uh, a few events added there as they, uh, I guess, what, try to pad their schedule. Still haven't, any news on TV or uh, or anything else with the live right now? No, last I heard, they were still going to have to pay for their airtime on FS1 if that deal even has gone through yet. So yeah. that's going to be a big drawback for them. I mean, there was an article this week that talked about that, um, you know, that the league could have been successful and this was like a law firm that was doing a study for them and, and kind of pitched out three different scenarios. And it was like from them making $1.4 billion by 2028, if they got, you know, like 12 of the top 20 players in the world or something like that and got no pushback from the PGA tour. But if it was the flip side of that, it was like they could stand to lose like $335 million by 2028. So I think they're probably closer to the the losing side than they are the winning side, and we haven't seen any more defectors. I don't know if guys are waiting for a, a complete schedule to come out, but, man, I still would have thought that Liv would have had this thing all figured out, and it kind of shows me that they're they're kind of uh, struggling a little bit to get these venues. And when you say that, Greeny, it reminds me of these you know spring football leagues, and now uh, I guess they're going to have two with the USFL, which had a season last year, and the rock bringing in i guess xfl almost 3.0 at this point and those things have just had trouble surviving i mean do you do you see the live as one of those or do you think it is sustainable at least for a uh, a few more years i mean the only thing that they've got going for them is pretty deep pockets yeah and you see the pga tours doing everything that they can i mean they're going to make a mixed event you know next year at the qbe shootout which is the former shark shootout which is kind of funny um, but at the same time, you also see them hooking up with a tour in Japan to try and give people more of an avenue to get to the PGA Tour. So you got to give the PGA Tour credit. Not only are they fighting back on the lawsuit front, but they've definitely made some tweaks and some changes. And 
added some things to try and make it more appealing for guys to stay with the PGA Tour. Mark Green, Elge Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. We talk golf, we talk football with Greeny every Friday. Bowl season is here, Greeny. And a question I've been asking this week, out of the, I believe, 41 bowls, maybe 42 bowls, how many do you think you'll watch a piece of this bowl season? What are you putting your number at? Well, I don't know. You know, I I always tell you that if it's not my team, I don't pay too much attention. (laughs) So obviously I'll watch the Clemson-Tennessee game. I'll probably watch both semifinal games uh, and the championship game. And there's a couple others. I mean, like Notre Dame-South Carolina intrigues me because those are both the Clemson's losses this year. So I kind of want to see how that shakes out. And I might catch the uh, uh, maybe like the Oklahoma-Florida State game. Let's see if Brent Venables can continue his dominance of Florida State, albeit in a different venue. But Florida State kind of trying to make that push become relevant again so it's interesting to see well greeny let's uh pick a bowl game it's 40 bowls in 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days oh my goodness 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days 14 days 40 bowls in 14 days 14 days Forty bowls, fourteen days. Forty bowls, fourteen days. Forty bowls, fourteen days. Forty bowls, fourteen days. And Greeny, your game is the Pinstripe Bowl coming up Thursday, December 29th, two o'clock on espn this will be at yankee stadium and it'll be minnesota taking on syracuse so you got the gophers and the orange greeny going at it what is your pick in this game oh man this is a tough one uh you know you got two teams that have had some success in their past and have had kind of that we're trying to get back into relevance. Now, Syracuse was one of those teams that was ranked and was kind of showing out, and then once they lost to Clemson, things kind of went downhill from that standpoint. Had Clemson on the ropes in that game, Greeny, but uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was that was kind of the first uh, inkling that we had that Cade Klubnik was going to come in and kind of change yeah. how things felt. Not necessarily uh, lighten the world up, but just how things felt. So. Uh, I think I'm going to go a little ACC in this one and go with Syracuse. All right. Greeny takes the orange in the pinstripe bowl. Greeny, uh, once again, I said it earlier, the, the Panthers playing meaningful football. And <laughs> the only reason that is is because their division is horrid, and it's not the first time we've seen this. Washington won the NFC East a couple of years ago with a losing record. The Panthers have done it before where they've gone to the playoffs with the losing record but a big game bank of america taking on the steelers and uh coming off a big road win there's going to be a lot of uh gold and terrible towels in charlotte this weekend i'm sure but hey they they got a shot at least they're they're playing for something this late in the season i guess yeah and i mean uh you know funny thing my wife's a steelers fan so she's going to be at the game on sunday pulling for the steelers so she'll be part of that black and gold contingent but this is an interesting thing is that, you know, my stance coming in, and I think you and I talked when, when they first brought Baker Mayfield over in the trade that I thought it was a waste of a draft yeah. pick, no matter what the draft pick was. 
And I felt that Sam Darnold never really had the opportunity to show anybody, whether it was the Jets or the Panthers, what he could do with some even moderately decent offensive line. And the Panthers kind of actually have a decent offensive line this year. And lo and behold, Sam Darnold's kind of won a couple football games here. So, I mean, if you get a little momentum going with, uh, with a victory over the Steelers, which is certainly possible – and the way this division's going, I mean, the Panthers could certainly back their way into winning the conference, uh, the you know, the, the division title and getting into the playoffs. So it's not out of the realm of possibility. And Sam Darnold's just kind of gone from uh, Mister Nobody Cares About You anymore to suddenly the guy that might take him to the promised land. It's a crazy uh, scenario. What's happened there in Charlotte, Greeny? Your Patriots coming off a Monday night win against the Cardinals. They are back on the road uh, in Vegas this week. As they take on the Raiders, the Raiders actually a one-point home favorite against the Patriots. Pat's fighting for that wild-card spot right now, the final wild-card spot. So, big one coming up for them on Sunday. Yeah, they're going to need to win that game, and they're going to need to beat the Dolphins. Uh, You don't want to have to go into the last game of the season against the Buffalo Bills looking for a win in Buffalo even though Buffalo will probably have wrapped up their division and probably be pretty set in terms of hosting a playoff game potentially at that point, you don't want to have to do that. So, I mean, they're going to have to, they're going to, have to suck it up. I mean, they got to win three of four, you got to think, to, to have a legitimate chance to stay in the playoffs the way the AFC looks. And that means beating, you know, like I said, winning, winning at the Raiders. they got to beat the Bengals, and they got to beat the, the Dolphins. And uh, that's a pretty tall task right now considering their offense is struggling, but it sounds like the offensive guys had a little bit of a revolt the last couple weeks, and they're they're taking things into their own hands. So uh, maybe we'll see what happens. Greeny, what you got planned for the Golf Shop Radio Show coming up on Saturday? Well, we are going to continue our kind of look back and look ahead, and we'll talk to uh, a couple of uh, big shots on the golf side. So we're going to have a little uh, big-timer Charlie Reimer, so we'll talk to him from down in Myrtle Beach, and then we'll catch up with Golf Channel's Rex Hoggard. And, of course, we'll talk a little NFL and college football with Bill Bender of the Sporting News. So we got some good stuff tomorrow. Awesome stuff. Greeny, thanks for the chat today. We will check in with you again next week. Have a great show tomorrow. All right, Flip. Have a good one. Thanks. Mark Greenhill, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us on a Friday edition of PRL. Thanks to Greeny. Thanks to Morgan Ehlers, Brian North, and Tony Dunn for joining us on this show congratulations to steve hill our latest winner in the pirate radio treasure chest we have eight more prizes left so two on monday two on tuesday two on wednesday and two on next thursday to wrap it up for 2022 so still plenty of opportunities to win inside the pirate radio treasure chest uh let's see how many bowl games i got left i got two four six eight ten looks like i got 13 so we go three a day four on one day we can knock those out as well um so we'll do that next week and continue to get you ready for the birmingham bowl east carolina taking on coastal carolina on the 27th pregame coverage beginning on that tuesday at 2 45 p.m taking you up to the 6 45 kickoff and then we're with you after the game on the u.s sailor fifth quarter call-in show Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, 3 o'clock on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live for Shirley Rhodes, Chandler Honeycutt. I'm Cliff Brock. We'll see you Monday. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.